it's David Talks A Lot and... Uh, Jamaica Me Mad in their collaboration of such, I guess, yes. so to speak. So today is a collab between Jamaica Me Mad and um, David Talks A Lot. Excuse some of the background noise because today we are holding the mics instead of... Uh, in a stand. Yeah, in a stand, so you're going to hear a bit of the, the clinkety-clink. You're also going to hear a little bit of uh, traffic passing by. Yeah, oh, you're going to hear a bit of because we're kind of outdoors. Don't but worry about our location. That's yeah, all good. That's all good. That's, that's, that will remain dis- um, discreet. Yeah, discreet, <laughs> undisclosed. Confidential and classified. Yes, but today we are doing a collab. It's honestly my first collab between podcasts, which is actually pretty fun. It's one of the first ones I've ever seen, too. Like, yeah, I, like, I, I never really, you don't see them yeah, that often because podcasts really, aren't like YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's usually just people come on, but it's not like really a collab where, two, where they both put it on like their pages and stuff. Yeah. Kind of so. rare, but I guess we're breaking barriers. Hey, that's the way to do it. So, yeah, my uh, my podcast is brought to you by Buzzsprout, and then Jamaica Me Mad is brought to you by Anchor. But not even going to lie, I think I might just change off Buzzsprout. We'll see you about probably it. probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you probably wait till you leave before you talk about your sponsor. <laughs> it's kind of like Neymar talking about Nike before he went to Puma. <laughs> it's like, bro, what are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah, at uh, least it's not like a you're not at like that major level where they could do like legal action against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I doubt they care about me, so it's fine. You never know. As soon Ooh. as the podcasts get big, they'll care. That's true, but uh, you know we're not exactly just that big yet. Yeah, so you, you gotta yeah. dream big to get big. You know? Yeah, that that is true. But I mean, right now we we're starting off small. You know, at first it started off like as a hobby. I didn't really think of making anything big. But I guess the more guests that come on, you know, the more, the more I'll think about it. I think it'll be pretty, like, pretty fun if I actually start taking off with this. But the likelihood of it, I don't know. That's. I mean, thing. this is really more or less my career because I'm, I'm a job broadcast journalist. That's what I'm studying. Oh, so. really? Yeah. So like, I always thought of it like when I saw it, I was always thinking more of me being like a commentator or something. And then when I saw podcasting, especially like Rogan, I was like. No, I could do this. This is so much better. Right. Because I like having these conversations, just sitting down, chilling out, having good talks. But then we get to publish it, and then, you know, whatever comes, comes. But I don't know. I enjoy this. It's a fun process. Yeah, it is It is pretty fun. And Rogan was one of the people that actually, like, inspired me to do yeah, this. Yeah, I like, have a couple inspirations. It's because it's just, like, just sitting down and being able to talk to somebody. is Like, people, people always, uh, always kind of try to downplay it. For some reason, and it's mainly because not many people listen to podcasts, like, especially, like, our age. Yeah. But it's actually, like, a really, like, it's just, it's really fun to do, and people don't realize it until they do one. Like, yeah. yeah. Everyone like, that came on the podcast was like, yo, that was fun. And I was like, why would you think it was boring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> like, that's what uh, I do. Like, people say, like, oh, wow, like, that was actually pretty interesting. Like, we had a good talk. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, that's that's the it's whole the same point thing of it. we would normally do we're just recording, recording it. it yeah and then they're like like oh, what, what was the other question i can't remember what other question it was Ah, oh, when it comes to mind i'll bring it up but it's like people have like i guess this negative connotation on anything they don't understand or nothing they're experienced in and it's like i'm not saying you're supposed to be open to everything but try and have a little bit of an open mind right if you haven't listened to a podcast before try and listen to it you can't like listen to five minutes and they don't talk about anything you're interested in. It's like, oh, well, this is boring. You know, try and listen to at least like an hour. Yeah, you have to give into it, yeah. kind of like you have to follow what they're talking about. Yeah, because the pod- podcast, some podcasters, I've released some boring episodes, but some of them, it's like it starts off and it's like subtle, and then midway through, you're like, damn, I haven't. It's been yeah, an hour and yeah, I didn't even know this exactly. conversation's been so good. So exactly. It's like, 
And like yeah. people, people think, and they see how long they last, and they almost like they're lazy to listen to it. Like they're yeah, like, they're like, is this a like, lecture or something? Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, they talked for an hour and a half. And then people like people don't realize like especially with my first two episodes, which are the only two episodes I have out right now. People are like, dude, I was listening to it throughout the day, and like there were times where I listened to it all the way through, and I didn't even realize it had already been an hour. And I'm like, yeah, you just have to follow everything that goes yeah, on. Just listen. Yeah. The same way you're going to listen to music. The only difference is you're obtaining information and understanding based on other people's viewpoints. And right. I feel like that's something that we got to get more into because everyone's so worried about what they believe in and who they classify themselves as. And we're not really open to trying understanding other people. And that's something that our society is missing. Right yeah, now. dude, that's exactly like that's one of my biggest problems or my biggest like pet peeves about like today's society is people just like they they're so not open to understanding everybody else like i feel or it's like things that they don't understand like especially like i realized that especially like with the election that had just passed yeah you know what i'm saying like everybody is constantly upset at each other and yeah it's, it's a it's a divide between left or right blue or red and it's like people forget that life isn't black and white there's a lot of like i know this is corny but there's like there's literal 50 shades of gray in between and we gotta meet in the middle and people aren't interested in the meeting in the middle because they have so much hatred for the other side not because the other side has done something necessarily wrong or of consequence but rather because the other side doesn't agree with me so if you're either with me or against me and there's just more to life than that exactly like that's the thing that 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 really bothers me and then on top of that like okay so it's one thing that it's the hatred so like the hatred kind of like blinds you from getting to understand every everybody else it blinds you from yes, the logic yeah. on the other side exactly and it's just like it's it's one thing where it's like why can't any like it's really not that hard to sit down and to have like a civil conversation with somebody to understand why they are the way they are yeah, our society like, is lax. Yeah, civility. like people, people nowadays, like they just automatically they judge your personality and your persona off of who you support, and I feel like that's stupid, just because like like you said, it's not just black and white, and it's not just absolutes. And it's first like, and foremost, sorry to interrupt, but who you support has nothing to do with who you are. Like who you are as an individual isn't always represented by who you support right i'm pretty sure you can take a republican or a democrat and they have certain viewpoints that go along with the other side and the reality is it's just more like 70 30 or 60 40 republican or democrat or vice versa it's like you don't always just perfectly align with the party that you represent or the community that you stand with it's just rather it's a majority of that community. So, like, you can't really judge someone just because they wear red and they're, like, they're a Trump supporter. That doesn't mean that Trump is, like, who they are. And Trump's not necessarily... For me, Trump's not the greatest person ever, but he's really, like, people forget he's a celebrity. Like, this dude's a celebrity millionaire. Right. What did you guys expect? Right, right, Like, right. He's, been walking, he's been walking in money since he was young. Humility is something that he doesn't display very often, but... I'm sure he understands the concept of humility, but he hasn't had a, a reason to show it. Like he's been rich since he was born and he's done his very best to stay rich and has now become the president of the United States. If that was any of us, yes, I'm yeah, pretty sure probably, we would also yeah. be a little bit cocky. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like people are like, Oh well, he said this and that on Twitter. 
the only way someone's going to do something and cause a reaction is if they know they're going to get a reaction. Right. Like right. if you're getting if you're getting bothered by somebody and you don't react, they're gonna stop because they know it's not working. They're gonna want to try something different. Trump's only gonna continue feeding Twitter because he knows Twitter is because people gonna are gonna fall into that him. hatred. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna continue really. feeding his ego. Exactly. I mean, exactly. like, I think people are just too wrapped up in hating Trump, and they're not really focused on the betterment of the country. Country, yes. Or like in, I, or in people globe. are too caught up in like the love for Trump, then they're that yeah, they don't want like, the betterment for the country. Like they're not in like, their, the best the best interest of the country isn't in their interest. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't matter if Trump wins, Kanye wins, Joe Jorgensen or whatever that lady or whatever yeah, the independent was. Joe, was. Joe Jorgensen, I think it was so, a yeah. woman, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. A woman. It doesn't matter who wins to me as long as the country is propelling forward. Not right. like. Not barely inching forward. We need to propel forward because we've fallen far behind. And it's not because of Trump either. It's because of our society as a whole. We've become so negative and so hateful towards each other that we forget that our whole nation was built or was created on a foundation of mending together right. people that had some sort of common understanding. Like One thing I can say is we have a lot of prejudice that we have to cut out. But we can't expect prejudice to disappear when we're only adding to it. Like, racism and... Oh, what's the word? Just any hatred in general that we have towards each other isn't going to be eliminated because... I hate you because blank. And then you hate me because I hate you. And then you're going to hate someone else because blank. They're going to hate you. Like, it's just right, a it's constant a, it's a cycle of hatred. Cycle, yeah. yeah, it's a never-ending like cycle that just continues to happen. And it's just spiraling us downwards as a nation. We have to represent one thing. Like. Exactly. And then it's so difficult now to find common ground. Like, people don't even decide to look for common ground simply because they're they're on the other sides of the aisle. Yeah, like, if you're left and you're, ego. like, one's left and one's right. Like, your ego is too strong. To give up, like, 40-60. Yeah, You don't want to exactly. be on the 40 side. Yeah. Like, why does he get 60%? It's like, why are you worried about what percentage he has? Why aren't you worried about the fact that you received peace? Yeah. And the like, fact that we're, like, actually going somewhere with this. No one wants to be one up. Everyone wants to be on top. It's like I get that. I like that mentality. But we have to be top. We have to be on top together. Right. And we're only right. far, falling further and further behind all these other countries that are just climbing. Like China's gonna take over, and we're just being blind to it. Like yeah. China is coming, and they're coming for us. We owe them like something like a hundred something trillion dollars. We're falling further and further in debt. Like. And then we just complain about it, that China's taking over, but none of us want to work together to do, do anything, anything about yeah. it. We keep just pumping out. We're just spending money and not investing in anything of any value. And it's like, why don't we just invest in ourselves? Right, right. Like, I don't it's know, like, it's just so stupid. It's, it's like, it gets really frustrating, and it's kind of hard for people to wrap their heads around. And the thing is, too, it's like, it's something to where it's kind of hard for one politician to do. Like, if one politician were to, were to like, try to enact that, I feel like they would have to be really strong to not fall into that hatred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, you know how Biden ran on the idea that, like, he's going to try to, like, unite, like, red and blue states. Like, that, that was his, like, campaign idea. But, like, the thing is, is, like, you saw, like, in the debates how he would fall into, like, that type of, like, basically bitterness. Like, when he was debating Trump, like, he would get pretty pissed off. And, like, people yeah, are going to piss Trump him off in Washington. 
Yeah, he was being super childish, but that's Which how is people. Hilarious. I mean, it, it shouldn't. It, it's not really professional, but it was hilarious. I mean, it's I'm not like, gonna lie, it was pretty funny. It's hilarious it because it's like it's like how how is it possible? Like this man is the president of our yeah. of our country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like it's like it's almost like surreal. Like this man is the president of our country. But I mean, like the presidential debate for him is the same as like that TV show he used to do. The um. What was it called? The Apprentice? Yeah, like, that's literally, that's Trump. Like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. People forget that the dude's a celebrity, bro. Like, y'all gotta remember, like, Trump and the Kardashians are, like, twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's good. And then it's, like, it's understanding. Like, people just, people say they fail to understand. But, it, like you said, you have to put stuff in per, into perspective to understand why he acts like that. Yeah, so you, you gotta look not, at both sides of the story. Yeah, you may not or like three it. three sides. You may not like it, but the uh, at the end of the day... Like you have to accept that that man's the the president. Well, now yeah, you he's... have to respect his position, even though it's hard and it takes about a, a huge amount of humility. You have to respect the position that he's been able to obtain. Respect that he won the election, whether he won the popular vote or he won through electoral colleges. The way our government is set up, electoral colleges, the way that the president is elected, so therefore he is elected as president. You accept that. You voted for a reason. Your side didn't win. That's just it. You, yeah, you have to move on. Though. You have to move like, on and support the country. Not if you don't want to support him, that's fine. But support the country. Forget about him and worry about the country itself. Like that. There's a bigger picture here. People, right, and people just have to like, I'm um, like people have to move on just because you can't sit there and dwell on it for four years because look what look what that has caused in the country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, huge divide. In Rome, yeah, exactly. Like, our country ended up divide, And I think it, it plays to both sides because I think it has to do with Trump, but it also has to do with, like, the ego in our society to where, no, I don't want to collaborate with you. You don't want to collaborate with me. And it just gets so difficult to do anything. It doesn't you know? really make any sense. Yes, it's like you people are acting like there's two extremes here when there's not. And it's like, and then when people act like there's two extremes, then that's when the extremes start getting created. So it's like, there's not really extremes, but like all of us have, have tricked ourselves into thinking like everybody's an extreme. So anybody, so people are from the right, right? So like any conservatives, yeah, yeah. anybody who's on the left, they feel like, oh, they're libtards, they're this, they're socialists. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Then people from the left, anybody who thinks that they are like, they see anybody who supports Trump. They're like, they're Trumpies. They're like, they're crazy. They love guns. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, they think they're an extremist. Believers. Exactly. It's, it's like people. Like I, I had mentioned this in an episode a while back. Like our entire society is playing a sport, and they just don't realize it. Y'all are like always like trying to pick a team, a tribe, something. Everyone wants to be significant, and so therefore they attach themselves to some sort of movement, some sort of idea that has traction therefore they're a part of something that has relevance or important right when you're a part of a team that's important you are important and there's an issue there because we attach ourselves to things that don't really matter like most of the things that we apply significance to are extremely insignificant exactly like there's exactly. only a minute amount of things that are significant and we ignore those in favor of paying attention to stupid stupidity basically right and I, I heard it, like, I heard it from another podcast, and he referred to it as spiritual immaturity. It's like a way of thinking where you're so wrapped up in the idea of making yourself significant and giving yourself some sort of external value, so that way everyone sees you as something of some level of importance, that you forget that there's other parts of life that are more important than 
I guess the team you're trying to be a part of or what you're trying to accomplish in hating other people and whatever, whatever. Like, you're so focused on what everyone sees you as and the pedestal that you're trying to put yourself on that you're not worried about progressing and becoming a better individual. Right, and self. I feel like I feel like that happened a lot with the with the Black Lives Matter movement. Not to say that yeah, it's not a noble not movement. Saying, yeah, I'm Because it's a too. noble movement. Like, it's a I, noble movement, but they I, did it the wrong way. Yeah, like, I agree with it, but there's some people who they, who they're, they don't know why they're there. They're you the, know? Yeah. They, they, 90, I won't say 90 because that would be incorrect. No. A vast majority of the people that are there, A, have no business being there, and B, don't really understand why. They don't truly understand, understand why, why they're, they're there. there. I can't. Like, like, there's a difference between, oh, well, I'm here to support black people. Support them how? So when that person is looting a store and you're standing right there watching and not saying anything, you're supporting a small business getting trash and the economy of your city or country. Or county getting tarnished all on the basis of racism. Kind of like, like people in Gainesville when we had riots. And I was like, we don't even have... If we have, it's a very minute amount of racist cops. Right. Like, our right, cops right. are fairly decent. Yeah. All county cops are fairly we've decent. We've never really so had I've, a... I've never... I've ran into cops. I've talked to cops. I've ran into, like, a small amount of racist people or presumably racist people. But it's like... Our county on a whole is nothing where we should be like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. I get it, but it's like y'all are – there's other ways to support them. Right, right, right. And I feel like it's just like – I remember when we had the ones here. Like there was people – there was people who said – especially especially like Hispanics, they were like, oh, bring your Mexican flags. And I'm like, I mean, okay. like That's backwards. It's, it's just like it just doesn't really – it didn't make any sense to me. And I'd kind of like to get to understand – but yeah. to me, it didn't make any sense. And then people, like, they made a poster about it. And they said, bring your Mexican flag. Fuck 12. Like, that's what it said on the poster. It said fuck, make, it said, fuck 12, bring your Mexican flag. Which doesn't and make any sense. Exactly. Like, what what, is this ha- what does this have to do with Black Lives Matter? You know Nothing. what I'm saying? And it's just, like, it's kind of sad because if that's what you think, you don't know why you're there. Well, it's not even just that. It's, like, we're ignoring bigger. I won't say bigger. Because racism is an issue that should already be wiped out. But we're ignoring issues that are prevalent, that are going underlying, like the Hispanic children getting separated from their parents. And God knows what's going on over there. None of us know what's really going on. It's terrifying. Then we have sex trafficking where we have people that are friends and neighbors getting snatched up blindly. Yeah, and it's taken to God knows where and just getting raped for money. Yeah, and it's just like, I get the Black Lives Matter movement and it has value. It's extremely important. But we can't just make one movement our soul like like we're trying to focus on one thing and that makes sense to a degree instead of multitasking if we fix it right but we're only moving we're not moving forwards we're moving back because there's so many people there like we give it so much importance that there's people there who like you said are is like is capitalizing on that spiritual immaturity yeah they're capitalizing on their opportunity to be significant significance yeah Yeah. they're like yeah i'm here too woo and it's like bro why are you here Here, like it's like i don't know but everybody else is outside yeah yeah it's like you know what i'm yeah and it's just like you know what i'm like it's kind of it doesn't really make sense to me like some like some people are just there to be there i guess it like it's like uh, in Spanish, they say like andar en el chisme. So like just be there, part to be, gossip. be there yeah, to be, be a part of the juice. Exactly. To sip the tea. And to me, it's like kind of you know, it's kind of rude almost because it's like, it's like you're not even like, like what are you trying to do to remember like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor? You know what I mean? Like. But I mean, it's more than that. What about 
the kids that we have right here inside Hall County. Like, if you really want to make a difference, invest in the future. Stop trying to stop trying to look at the past and say, well, we didn't do this, that, and the third, so let's let's do this now. Like, invest in the future. Focus on the kids that we have that are in school. Invest in them. Try and teach them the proper way. Don't focus on just Black History Month. There's more to african-american history or african history than black history month there's more to hispanic and latino history than hispanic heritage month like we need to invest in our kids and teach them that not only are they all equals but we all have negatives and positives from our past we also have to invest in our communities like if you really want to make a difference find someone that's intelligent articulate and has the right and proper i guess per se credentials and have them run for office Go vote. Like people are like, oh, I'm not gonna vote because yeah, Trump's gonna win. Exactly. That's the most ignorant statement you could make. Your your civil duty, not even a civil right. Your civil duty is to go out and vote to make a difference in your life. Your vote matters. Whether or not you win, you have to just hold the same way as in a fight. You go out and fight. You sign that contract. If you lose the fight, it just is what it is. Right. You, you just lost that night. And it's like people people think that when you go out there to the ballot, you literally just vote for your president. And sometimes people only think, oh, you vote for your president and your senators. Yeah, that's what my and cousin said. He had no idea. Yeah, like he had no idea that there's like, there's like 15 Biden's positions name. you have to vote for. Oh, my Oops, God. sorry. We had the loudest car, slowest car, too. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have so it's like people people have no clue that you go out there and you vote for like 15 different. You vote for a coroner. Yeah, you, you vote for your clerk of courts. You yeah. got the governor. You got all types of different Like, you vote for several different things. And we had, a, a, like, a, I want to say about four or five, three to five laws that, bro, come on. <laughs> Jesus. He didn't even move. The slowest car ever. Oh, my God. Anywho, you have, like, three to five laws that we have to vote for that are extremely important, especially in the time of corona, where two or three of them had to do with small businesses. And if we lost, I guess per se, because I'm not really a small business, but. Or to some degree I am. But if we lost that part of the election, a lot of small businesses would be losing a lot of money based on those laws. And it's like those are things that people don't pay attention to. Like we're so wrapped up in worrying about the housewives and what little baby and all these other people like those people are making (laughs) money off of your clicks. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't check on it, but like what happened to investing in ourselves? Like we're so concerned with what Messi's doing, what Ronaldo's doing, what uh I guess, like, Cardi B and Offset, are they still together? We're so wrapped up in, like, all these people's lives that we forget that our own lives need progression. Like, we need to remember that, I guess we need to have, like, a little bit of a renaissance in the 2020s (laughs) to 2030s where we invest in ourselves. Like, go out and go learn a new instrument. I just feel like it's so hard because people... It's, I mean, it's kind we're of a definitely thing. busy. I can't it, deny that we're a lot busier than they were back then. But it's so. just, I feel like people are too scared to look within themselves, and that's why they're so caught. It's because, look, let's put it this way. There's a lot of people who just, and I think it happens with every generation, right? Some people are just too scared to look within themselves, right? And so here's the problem, though. This, this outwardly. It's just easier to judge outwardly than to be Yeah, exactly, judge than judge inwardly. inwardly. So, and I feel like that's the same with every generation. The thing is, is that with our generation, we're on steroids because of social media. And the internet. And exactly. Social media was meant. Social media. Have you seen Social Dilemma? No. Off Netflix. You should watch it. It's really good. But social media was created to bring us together. But the computer realized, or the algorithms realized over time, that it's more profitable if it tears us apart. And so social media has gone from bringing us together. It's not just the algorithms itself. The algorithm recognized as human beings. 
we're so focused on like egotistic, egocentral, evil ways that it's just easier. You're gonna more draw profitable. more money. Yeah, yeah, it's just easier and more profitable to pull us apart, and we just allow it because that's what we feed into. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's an absurd thing. Like Instagram, Instagram and Twitter have algorithms. The so the main objective of social media is to keep you on that website or on that app for as long as possible. So they're going to show you things that you will find interesting. If you're constantly looking at, oh, well, I hate Trump and, oh, Trump did this bad, Trump did that bad, it's going to keep feeding you that. And your mindset's going to be, well, Trump's an evil person. But when Trump does something positive, it's not going to go to your feed because you're going to get off because you're going to be like, ah, that's fake, right. fake news. And you're going to click off. So it's going to keep feeding you negative. And that's what our society eats up. And then it's vice versa, too, for people who constantly see, like, Bad thing is for Biden, good things for Trump. When they see something good for Biden or something bad for Trump, they just click off of it. Yeah, so or vice like, versa. If you're a Trump supporter and you see something positive for Biden, it's like... You're not going to feed like, into that. To me, that's so ignorant that you think that the other side is going to have nothing... Like, there's nothing good about the other side. Exactly. That's like you and someone having an argument and you thinking that their argument is completely invalid because they're not you. That's like the most egocentric, retarded idea ever. Right. Like, there's three sides to every story. His story, her story, and the truth. Right. And, and sometimes you're the wrong person. And right. You have to just be humble enough to admit it. Yeah, but people aren't. That's the thing. And it's like, like I said, it goes back to a thing where people are just too scared to judge inwardly. And so, like, look. And it happens, like, throughout every generation. Like, going back to, like, the baby boomers in Vietnam. People, people, even though Vietnam was, like, like a shit show. Like, yeah, people are sure. so, <laughs> yeah, people are so focused on saying, like, Get our people out of Vietnam. People were too busy, like, criticizing um, Nixon. Well, some people have been in Vietnam. Nobody really criticized Kennedy. He was out of there before. Yeah, kind of he got died before anybody, before anybody could criticize him. Unfortunately. A lot of people criticized Reagan during the during um, the war on drugs. It was like, it, it happens. Like, people, people just judge outwardly. But like I said, it's something completely new because of social media. Yeah, something we got to get, uh, I guess, per se, a hold on over time. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to be really difficult. But, I mean, hopefully we get to enlighten a couple of people with this. I think it's just important to where, like, um, you know, you see how people be snatching, like, Trump signs and, like, Biden signs off of people's lawns. Yeah, when I was on the way here, there was, like, a 20, 30-foot section, maybe even longer, with nothing but Trump and Confederate flags. And I was like, oh, my God, like, whoa. And it's just <laughs> like, it's it's kind of like, I mean, I don't mind that you support somebody, but it's kind of it's kind of funny being a fanboy of a political candidate, too. You know what I mean? Cause it's I like, just find it ignorant. Right, because it's like, you know. Uh, I find it ignorant being a fanboy of anything, not necessarily anything but yourself, but anything that doesn't have, like, a validity of, a validity of substance. Yeah. Like, you supporting Trump isn't going to mean anything to you if Trump wins. Because once he's president, there's just there's nothing left. There's no more objectives like him being in office. You're like, woo, he passed this law. Like, no, like, what the hell? No one does that. That's yeah, it doesn't make sense. Most people vote for Trump or vote for Biden, and then after the election's done, they don't pay attention to anything that happens till the next four years when it's time to pick someone else to vote for. Right. So to go all out and pretend like you're this politically savvy person is absolute nonsense. Yeah. And it's just exactly. a waste of everyone's time and most importantly your own time. You should focus on, I guess, finding some hobbies or something else to do. And that's another thing I know. And it's, it's like, like well, it's the same thing too. Oh, really quickly, sorry, I hate to interrupt, but it's just like thinking that your political candidate is a is a personality trait. Like, no, no, you you are your own person. Find something about yourself. 
Exactly. That's like, what find something say. about yourself that makes you you. Your political candidate does not does not define who that is not a personality trait that does not define who you are like yeah that's not that that's not anything of substance to to your own essence like right we're our society nowadays is so busy but at the same time we have so much time to do so much bs it's like we forget that there's just more like what happened to trying to be a better person every day yeah exactly like i'm not saying that i'm perfect by no means am i anywhere near perfect but at the same time I at least, if not on a daily basis, a bi-daily basis, try and do something to better my own individuality. Right. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, try and do something to just make me a better person. Like, just, I don't know. I just wish we could go back to the days where character was a value. Yes. Self-preservation and character was a value. Because nowadays it just feels like everyone's so focused on what anyone but yourself is doing. And it goes back to the same idea. People are just simply too scared to look within themselves because they look within themselves and they find something like so broken and they just rather not deal with it. And, you know, all of us are like, you know, we're all broken. Exactly. When we all look within each other, like when I first started doing that, I saw that I was broken. You know what I mean? Like I saw I was shallow inside. I I do it all the time. And everybody finds that within themselves. But some people are just like too scared and too like it goes back to the ego it all goes back like you're too egotistical to accept that you have something wrong with you and that you should fix it yeah it's like weird people are people are like afraid to admit that they're weak which doesn't make sense to me because like it happens to everybody but to me it's like you're supposed to be weak right i mean at least per, per se for me as a christian like you're supposed to be weak your stronghold is god like Without God, you're literally nothing. He wants you to be weak so you can go and seek him and right. seek his strength. And I mean, from a non-religious perspective, you like I say this all the time. You, me, all of us, every human on the planet, we mean so much and we mean nothing at the exact same time. Like as soon as you like, say, for instance, rest in peace. I didn't really want to bring this up right now, but like Maradona, right. he just died yesterday. And it's like he means so much to like the football world and to Argentina and to history as a whole and the impact that he had in sport. But at the same time, he means like nothing like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like no disrespect. Like, right. But it's just like, he's like one person. He's one individual in a a history of gazillions of individuals. Like we can't even like when you sit down and really genuinely think about it, you can't even begin to comprehend comprehend how many people people have existed and the impact that people have had on other people's lives and the impact that's a small like a person that you just happen to run into at walmart for 10 minutes can have on your life in 10 years from now right just from one statement that they made so i mean just have an open mind and be kind-hearted towards people be more loving and compassionate and benevolent i'm not saying you're supposed to like suck up to people but it's like just don't have feed an, into hatred yeah don't people like especially nowadays you can wave at somebody and they won't wave at you just because they don't know you right. and i get that to some degree but it's like for what like what happened to just you don't have to like oh my god yeah like, or start a conversation just yeah, wave back. just wave back yeah. just show a sign of respect and understanding you're a human being i'm a human being you show me a gesture i'll show you it back like just go back to the good old days where we could be loving towards one another right, right. this is one planet we're one human race no matter what we look like or where we started where we're gonna finish let's let's try and make the best i guess planet possible right and then one thing that i like that kind of just lately has been it's kind of uh most people that i see that aren't religious 
that aren't truly religious. Because there's some people who, who like to identify as a Christian, but I feel they don't practice it as well as they should. Yeah. So, like, mainly the people that I see that, um, that don't really practice well. Because, okay, keep in mind, I'm not perfect either. But one thing that I do notice is that it's, there's, a, there's always some sort of bitterness in their heart. Yeah. And it's like, so I find a lot of people, even at, even at church, like even in special to me it's especially at church because people the people that go to church not saying that they aren't christian but the people that go to church tend to be the first ones to judge people that aren't exactly which is absolutely absurd it's nonsense because who are you to like you out of all people should know that you are nobody to judge you literally are nobody there's only one there's no human being that can judge only god can judge you and people forget that i'm not saying that you're supposed to walk and be like only god can judge me i do whatever i want no carry yourself in the best possible image we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna make terrible mistakes i make terrible mistakes i've recently made really dumb mistakes but at the same time i'm humble enough to admit to it try and understand it try try to mentally process what i did wrong and fix it you can't fix everything sometimes you step in water and you just end up falling in and you gotta swim right but as long as you can swim and get your way back up you'll be all right but people just they're too busy looking at everyone else in the water and pointing, not realizing right, they're right. sitting in the same water. Exactly. <laughs> you're in the yeah, same pool, well, bro. <laughs> like you're like, six feet in. Yeah, I find it like, it's, and so, and then that's what drives people away from the Christian church too, because there's so many people that are judgmental. That are judgmental, and so nobody wants to join the church. And I'm like, it's because people have to begin to understand that it, the relationship is between you and God. Exactly. It's a relationship. relationship. Like, and people like you have no say in one person's relationship with God. Do you know, like you can't do that. And people like to do that a lot. So it's the same thing. So you find it, you find it literally everywhere. And so people think the church should be exempt from that. And it's not, but church won't be exempt from judgment because people forget that even though it's a religion, it's church is by ran human. by, yeah, yeah church humans. is ran by humans. And we are the most, we are almost the most imperfect being on this planet. Like animals are more perfect than us because they have structure and order and they know how to follow that structure and order. They're very self-aware. They're aware of their surroundings and they're able to follow what nature guides them to do. We, on the other hand, our minds are so expansive that we're able to freelance. And with that freelance comes choices and we don't always make the right choice. That's just how it works. But then again, you think about it, though. I mean, it's kind of like it's it's honestly the free will and the free the freelance is almost kind of like a gift because it's also what makes us the most like the the, the species high, yeah, that's at the, the top of the food chain. At the top of the food chain. Right. But it's like. But we're also some of the most vulnerable species. One, well, not the most vulnerable, but at least in the top. Well, I can't say top 100 because there's millions. But yeah, we're in the top half of the vulnerable species because like. Our bones aren't as strong as most other animals. Our our limbs are brittle. Our brains. The only thing that we have over other animals is our brain. Our brain is the most expansive that we know of and the most, art. I guess, I won't say articulate, but I guess the best structure that we have available at the moment. And that's right. something that we, over time, will get to understand. But we only get to use 10% of it at a time anyway. So it's like, could you imagine if you went to 11% or 12 do you, do we really use that? Because I saw somewhere that it was a myth. I think it was on no, it's not. It's not that we only use ten percent. We only use ten percent at a time. I believe is what the actual per se myth is. 
And I believe that's true because when you start multitasking a little too hard, you realize that you're not actually accomplishing. Yeah, not accomplishing it's not that you can't do it; you're just not actually accomplishing. At anything. the same level, yeah. like if you were to, there's no levels of consistency. Right. You're just like one third doing a bunch of different things yeah. instead of doing everything at a complete level. So I think people read into it too much. They're like, "Well, I can sing and play the piano at the same time." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but can if you, you sing, play the piano, and the two songs aren't linked, like you know what I mean? Yeah, or, or something like that. Or like it probably you would sing better if you weren't playing the piano, then, or you or, would probably be playing the piano better if you weren't singing. At or the same a better time. idea is singing and playing the piano is both music, therefore it's probably on the same side of the brain. Right. So it's probably a correlation rather than you multitasking at this absurd level. So it's like kind of like can you do homework and play video games at the same time at a proficient level no no it's yeah. not possible it's just not you can't do leisure and structured work at the same time it's not possible. right right unless right. you're having fun that's different because at that point you're just enjoying your work that's true you know actually i have a friend who's doing research on video game learning right now actually i think you can learn a lot from i think our parents and i guess per se boomers in quotations i think their society as oh we got another one I think their society as a whole rejects video games just because they don't understand it. They don't understand it. it, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like playing video games is better for children than watching TV because it's like watching TV to a degree, but there's a lot of like critical choices and decisions that they have to and make. And it's very interactive. Yeah, and it depends on the game they're playing, but it cognitively, I believe it's better because there's a lot of, like, say, for instance, even though I guess this is a bit of a harsh game, like The Last of Us, like the campaign in COD, or even per se, even multiplayer, something like that, God of War, or I'm trying to think of another game, Hitman, games where you have to make decisions, and you have to actually do things in order in order to complete an objective. Those things are important, and they're good for kids. It'll give value into understanding that this is the job, this is the task I need to do, right. this is the limit I have to do it, and if I want to progress in life, I have to do that now. And now you just incorporate it, incorporate it either into a school lesson, a math lesson, or even exactly. a life lesson. You know, exactly. It's not. It's really not too like difficult. It's you know rather I mean? just a lack of, I guess, um, application and implementation rather than it is. It's not useful. I just right. think we haven't really attempted to do it, and people are afraid to do it because they don't understand it. Yeah, and I feel like it'll be something that becomes more prominent as like our generation starts growing up, just because we are so open to video games, rather than the generation right now that's like the people who actually run, yeah. like what we put into our schools. Another thing is, I'm not saying that I want to be a politician because I don't. I really have no no I no idea what that would be like. I'm right. Gonna, I don't like popularity contests, but at the same time. We need more of our generation to step up as leaders to yeah. some degree because it's like we're accepting and recognizing that all our political leaders and all our like government leaders are people that are in like their late like late 50s to 80s and that's absurd right. there's no reason that our president of the united states should be 73 years old and possibly mentally declining right <laughs> like i mean it's funny but at the same time it's it's a reflection of how almost pathetic we are as a society that we can't find youth leaders, leaders to yeah. stand up and be like I'm not perfect but I can be accountable and I can stand for what this nation needs to move forward and progress and to be stronger and if we can't find that then what are we going to do dude like that doesn't make sense right and I think I feel like some people mistake age now for experience yeah and it's like no like you know what I mean 
like um yeah, one like analogy wisdom, I, you don't have to sorry to cut you off wisdom yeah, does good. not come wisdom comes with age but you can obtain wisdom without aging if that makes sense right 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 like i remember i learned i can't remember what the lesson was but i learned a lesson from a 13 year old kid and i mean i'm not like old or anything but like when he was talking to me and i was just like damn man. <laughs> i was like damn bro. he's talking to me he got, he had like laid off like this five minute speech and i was like Wait, how old are you again? I'm like, what the, what? And it's like, we just, you just got to be humble and accept that you are going to have a lot of ideas that might be great, but that doesn't mean they're the best. Like, right. There's going to be someone that has better ideas. There's going to be someone that has better understanding. And they're going to be younger than you sometimes. Like Sometimes I've younger, sometimes older, sometimes someone you don't like. Right. You just have to accept that it's the best for moving forward to be humble, take that idea, and apply it. Yeah, and it's like one thing. I will really quickly like one thing I like to make an analogy to. I remember I, because Mourinho always says this. So how old is Rashford now? He's about twenty two, twenty two, twenty three. Twenty two. He's been playing since he was eighteen. Yeah, seventeen. Since he was seventeen. Yeah, he started at Menu under Van Hall at seventeen. Exactly. Or so was it sixteen? I think it was sixteen. I, it might or 17. have been sixteen or seventeen. I think it was seventeen. Cause and it's just like okay, he's twenty three. So everybody says, oh, he's a youngster, he's young, blah, blah, But he's already been playing in the league for six years. Yeah, and it's like, he's not, like, I hate when, he's a youngster, but he's not a youngster. He's right, he's already been playing That's why when a lot years. of people were talking about Rooney's one of the best, or he could be one of the best in his later years before he left Man United, or even when he was still there and he started playing midfield way too much. It was kind of like, y'all forget that Rooney's been playing since he was like 16. Right. He's had all this mental drainage since he was 16 years old. He just doesn't have anything left. It's not that he's not talented. It's not that he wasn't once at the top and he's not world class. He just doesn't have that plethora of big game moments anymore. And I guess that's what separates the Rooney's and the, I guess, Ronaldinho and the Zidane's from the Messi's. Because Messi and Ronaldo, they haven't stopped. They've right. never stopped having those moments. And Messi's been doing it since he was 17, and he's now 34, 35. Yeah. Ronaldo the same, and he's now 36. Yeah, he's 36. And I mean, he's even so though crazy. he's not to the same level, Ibra's been doing it since he was like 17, 18. He's now 39. Like, I just don't think people are giving Ibra his due credit for this season. Ibra, yeah, I hope he's not injured. Off. I hope he's not out for the season because I heard he got injured, but I'm not sure. But, like, Ibra is 39. Like, look at your dad. <laughs> if he's lower than 45, compare Ibra to your father. Do you think your father can do what Ibra's doing right now? Right. At 39? To be, I won't say dominating the game, but running the game right, right now right, at right. 39 years old? He's a old? leading scorer. He's the tied, joint tied leading scorer with another 36-year-old. <laughs> and, I mean, it is Serie A, so, I mean, I guess we got to take some – I don't want to say validity away, but I guess we got to be a little more open-minded in the right, fact that uh, Serie A is a little easier to score and a little easier to be dominant with well, age. Then again, but then again, Serie A defense is really good too, though. True, but then Quagliarella, Quagliarella was the top scorer a few years ago, and he was like 36. So right. I mean, we got to take into account the league, but at the same time, he's been doing it consistently everywhere for years. Right. Like, give the man his credit. Lewandowski, he's not that old, but he's had a great season last year. But when I sat back and thought about it, I was, I wasn't, what are we, sorry to pause. We just watched someone release like 30 birds. That was a person? Yeah, it came out the truck. <laughs> are you for real? 
dead serious. They came all off the truck. That was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they literally just opened the truck and the birds flew out and they just said, threw the deuces. Oh, oh my gosh. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> all right, for the pause. Yeah, some birds just came out of a truck then. Yeah, just right in front of us. <laughs> And they're just flying in circles, and the people are just watching them. <laughs> like, are they owned? Or, I don't even know what's going on. I'm confused. They're all flying together, too. How, how pretty. Another thing to pay attention to is how it's like 70 degrees on November 26th. Like, oh, yes. What Lord are we doing, Georgia? Like, God, this weather is so weird. Yeah, dude. And I thought, and I, thought I had just been a bit too, um, too, uh, like, not. Too much on or up too little. Yeah, too little. That's, I, why I I like, that. that's why I wore a sweater. Yeah, me too. I was it's like, hot as fudge. Yeah, it middle is. The end of November. We're about to hit December. Anyone that was wishing for snow, if you live in Georgia, go ahead and write that off. That's not happening. Yeah, dude. Not 2020. 2020 is a little too wild for that. Uh, you think global warming? I think it's real. Just because of, like, if you don't, If you don't think it's real, then that's fine. When it starts getting real hot, you're going to look real stupid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. It's because it's like, how do you not, like, what do you like you some have people uh, what like explanation can you give well, this I mean, type of some religious to? people like to discredit science based off of religion and i mean the bible doesn't say that science does not have any i guess right. credibility like if you want to pretend that the bible wasn't written in like bc and post slightly post bc times and that's fine but the reality is that the bible is not it's not that it's not supposed to be a guideline for us but you have to like you have to be intelligent you know what i mean like yeah. you can't pretend that science doesn't, doesn't exist. exist like i'm not saying that science all the things that were they try and like disprove religion with science like you can see flaws in that but at the same time science is still existing like there's thing there's a reason that medicine is progressing that technology technology is progressing like I feel like the reasoning behind it is simply because you know how religion and and um, and science have like clashed so many times. But they only clash because they choose to. Right. Part of the reason they clash is because at the beginning, there were certain issues with the Catholic Church and scientists, and so they wanted to discredit the scientists. I don't know what the issues were, and this I mean, is several, loosely I think, speaking. I think it I was. Uh, I think I think one of them was Earth being the center of the universe. Yeah, and things like that, and they wanted to discredit. Oh, another girl. They wanted to dis. <laughs> they wanted to discredit scientists, and so the church kind of like banished science. And ever since then, it's been a war back and forth. Right. But really and truthfully, a lot of what science has only further applies evidence to what the Bible says. Exactly. And people are just too one-sided back to that yeah back to that's what i was saying back to that spiritual immaturity they're just too one-sided to see that there's a lot of things like the bible yeah like people people forget that adam and eve didn't eat an apple they ate of the true of the tree of knowledge at some point knowledge is gonna progress like there's a reason they weren't supposed to eat of that tree and that's slowly as time goes on we're allowed to learn more and more like god just allows more to come out and then eventually it's gonna be and everything will be gone (laughs) (laughs) and it'll be over but it's just like it's kind of a like it's kind of stupid you know what i mean like you can't just because you're on one side you can't say no to the other side like science like if you really do your research science proves even further what's going on in religion yeah like y'all think that these blood moons are just coming for no reason yeah revelation told you it was coming right like really it's a lot of the stuff that's happening today or in the past 10 20 years 
it's right there in Revelation. Did you not read? Right. Like, or if you read, did you not attempt to comprehend what you were consuming? Like, it's yeah. just I feel like uh, it's an arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It re- and people just like to think that. I think it's also um, the amount of time people put in into learning. So, like, when you put in to put in the amount of time you put into science, and then also the amount of time that you have to put into your religious studies, because yeah, both of them are very extensive fields. Yeah. Like people don't realize how extensive the field of religion is. Like we're talking. People don't understand that the Bible is a, like a collection of books. Some people don't understand that, that there's like like 60 plus books. There's dozens of books. Yeah. And then the Bible. each book has, I wouldn't say each book has a different meaning because some of the books are like, you have like four or five books in like, say the Old Testament, like Mark, John, Luke, where they're all the same story from differing perspective. And you get different tidbits of information from each different perspective. Right. And that should be almost like an outlook on how life should work. Yeah, and there's like, also different styles of writing. Exactly. Too, throughout the entire thing. And we have to remember that unless you speak Hebrew, you can't read the actual Bible. <laughs> so, I mean, people, like, as Christians, like, I just get pe- people are just so wrapped up in the idea that what we learn is so perfect. Like, history is his story. Whoever won whatever battle was at that time is who tells that story. story. The same way that we hate Nazi Germany. For all we know, for all the bad that they... I'm not, like, in any way, shape, or form supporting Nazis. Like I don't at all. But <laughs> for all we know, there was some good that they did, and we just don't know it because history says otherwise. Well, really, most of our scientific dis- discoveries that we got are from are them. Are from Nazis. So yeah. there's a lot of good that they did in the well, long the run. The thing is, is they did it at they're the expense also of the terrible, Jews. They're also <laughs> terrible people. Exactly. Like, let's not pretend that even modern-day Nazis, they're terrible people. They're awful. But it's just like... Their ideology know. is disgusting. But yeah. at the same time... We, there, there's some things that did come from them that we use today. Yeah, and it's like... Know? and we. But the thing is, people don't want to give them credit because they were such bad people. Yeah, and it's kind of what Bruce Lee says. I mean, this is loosely, too, because I don't know the exact quote. But he's like, take what you need, take what you want, take what you desire, and then leave what is unnecessary behind. And he was speaking, and that's a loose translation right. of what he said. But basically what he's saying is like... Take what you need and what's necessary to further your own personal journey in martial arts or in this case in life and leave what is unnecessary and what is childish behind. Like take what's necessary to better yourself and whatever is unnecessary, leave it behind for something else or someone else. So, I mean, I think like we should live life like that. Connect with people and get to understand people. Take the information that you need, give information that they need. And not necessarily just disconnect and pretend like they don't exist, but and whatever whatever information they give you that you feel is unnecessary or not for your betterment, leave it behind. Right. And we'll just progressively become better people. Yes, and that's that's really should be the goal of like for that should be all of our goals like every single day. And it's it goes back to the ego thing. People would rather win than become a better person. People would rather have the one up on somebody than be a better person. Somebody would rather have their candidate in office than be a, become a better person every day. You know yeah, what I mean? or have people would rather have their candidate or whoever they're supporting win rather than have the right decision be called. Right, yeah. And we need to be humble enough to accept that we're not always on the right side. And I'm not saying that outwardly. I'm saying that as, as in we, as in nosotros, as yeah, in all of us, including myself. 
that we all, have, all that have an accountability to stand up for. Right. So I don't say this without understanding that I myself have work yes, to do exactly. on myself. Yes, exactly. So don't think we're being judgmental of a critical. Like yeah, we're I'm being not being critical. overtly critical yeah. towards everyone else. Like, oh, well, y'all guys need to step up to the plate. Like, yeah. No, I have to step up too. Right, right, right. Like we are being critical of ourselves also. As yeah. a collective, we yes. all have to step up and understand yeah, one another. Exactly. Exactly. But we went on a long tangent. So we I did. <laughs> we let's did. run into sports. Yeah. Well, actually, I kind of want to run into run into Thanksgiving because it is Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, it Happy is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're recording so on Thanksgiving. Right day. now, we are recording on Thanksgiving. And like, really, what I want to know is like, kind of something that's like, kind of been on my mind lately is like, why nobody uh plays into Thanksgiving anymore? It's kind of like a very downplayed holiday now. I think all holidays are downplayed because they've been so monetized. Even Christmas. You think Christmas has been downplayed? Oh, well, from the true meaning. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll give you that one. Santa Claus, if you mix two or three letters, it's Satan. Mm. I'm not saying that that has correlation, but right. it's possible. Right. And it's like, I don't want to say that, oh, well, Santa Claus is a bad idea and frosty and blah, blah. I'm just saying that's not the true meaning, meaning of, of Christmas. Christmas. The reason that we give gifts on Christmas because the three kings gave mary and joseph gifts when they went to go see Jesus. christ on yeah. christmas the reason it's called christmas is because it's christ christmas yeah yeah it's the birth of That's christ right. even though christ based on i guess studying and long historical archaeological studies he was probably born in september the point being is we have a select day that we decided to choose and celebrate the birth of mm, the christ. christian savior mm. christ and because other people aren't christians we also have i guess the extra stuff but as a Christian, I only plan. I mean, I still do gift gift giving and stuff like that. Right, yeah, I'd prefer course. giving gifts than receiving, just because I understand the true meaning of Christmas. Right. But for me, I always like I don't pay attention to anything else. Like I don't do Halloween, not because it's like evil, but rather because it has no real it's validity real to it. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no validity to like it. What 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 is Halloween? You know like, what I what mean? What is like, Columbus Day? Like Columbus was yeah. a rapist. <laughs> yeah. He was a dis- I'm not saying that his dis- he wasn't even the first not like no nah, I'm not giving him any credit. He wasn't even the first to discover and he landed in the wrong spot. Like right. like what are we doing? That's like that's like Messi scoring an own goal and then people are like, "Oh my god, Messi's the goat." Like, what? Right. That doesn't make any sense. It's like it's it's just kind of weird. Uh like it's almost like it's kind of it's almost like he he made he did an achievement, but somebody's already done it, but nobody ever gave that person. Like that let's person say somebody, credit. let's say somebody scored um, a double hat trick in a game fifty years ago in the in like the European league that nobody knows about, and Messi did it like today. Obviously, people would give Messi the credit for it, but it's like Messi didn't do that first. But let's say also Messi kind of he's taking PEDs right now, I mean, like quote unquote PEDs. Let's say hypothetically, so. In the hypothetical situation, Messi's taking PEDs and he scores six goals in a game. Obviously, everybody's going to consider him this, this, and that. But then when we find out, it's almost like finding out that he cheated and that somebody else did it before him. But yeah. we're giving Messi a whole ass holiday. It's yeah. kind of like when Ibra went to the MLS, everyone was like, oh, well, I mean, it's just the MLS, so of course he's going to score all those goals. And then he came back to Milan and now he's smashing it. Yeah. Everyone's forgetting that he was at the MLS. Well, yeah. oh, MLS is still trash. It's like... I'm not saying the MLS is comparable, but I'm saying like give them credit. Give you have to give like show credit. some sort of level of res- respect. What the hell? Show some sort of respect. Show some decency, right. understanding of what you're actually viewing. Yeah. But most of the holidays that we have in today's society are based on monetary value. They're just money grabs. 
Yeah. That's why Black Friday is a thing. Like Black Friday doesn't even it's not really a holiday technically, but it doesn't No, it's the it's literally, it's, it's the, literally the celebration sense. of a stock market crash. Yeah, but it literally doesn't make any sense. It's right. just like there's very few I mean there's a couple others that I think of that are a little more significant than Columbus Day, but there's still no need for a holiday per se. But I'm not going to mention them just cuz they're really big historical figures and I feel like that's just that will that'll harm people's egos a little <laughs> bit too much. But like Easter, people forget the real meaning of Easter. Yeah. Easter is a celebration of the resurrection of Christ. Christ. Has nothing to do with Easter eggs, Easter bunnies. Where I don't does even that know even come it, from? I don't know. It's it's a paganistic thing. But it's just like I don't know where all these like mix ups came from, but we need we gotta wake up. Right. Like it's like as Christians at least we gotta wake up. Yeah. I get it. If you're not religious then okay. If you're yeah. non religious or if you align with a different religion then fine. That makes sense. sense. But for me, like Muslims have Ramadan every year and they take that so, so seriously. seriously. But then Jews have like Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and everything. They take it so seriously. But as Christians we leave our holidays to just be whatever we want people want them to be. be yeah. yeah and it's like and then some christians are like oh well the bible doesn't tell us to celebrate that and i'm like you celebrate your birthday and right. all this other stuff but you can't celebrate the birth of christ like are you kidding me <laughs> you won't celebrate your savior's birthday you want to take out one day of the year and they're like you should do that every day and i'm like yeah you can but you don't Right. So don't pretend like you, you do. do. We're going to select one day a year where we celebrate solely his birth. And you can't do that. You can't celebrate the uh, resurrection. Like, are you serious? Like, yeah. Come on now. Like, it's what like, are y'all talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just how people are. And I guess it kind of like makes sense now, especially when like it's kind of like you said, it's more of a money grabber. So now the entire thing has just been distorted. Yeah, our image, our reality has been distorted. And I remember someone told me that we're living in a simulation. And I was like, it's not rather that we're living in a simulation. We're creating, we're turning ourselves or creating a simulation for ourselves. ourselves. We're becoming the simulation and rather just enjoying the ride. Right. We're, we're getting a little too comfortable being a simulation. And that's unfortunate, but it's the reality of the world it's we the live truth, in today. Yeah. So it's just it's, it's scary. I mean, to some degree, it's exciting. There's a lot of technological advancements that are really just like, like you sit back and like especially like, like stuff that Tesla's working on, all the rocket ships we have, drones and stuff like that. And you're like, damn, we came this far. It's only been like thirty years. Right. And then you look back and you see like VR. Like I've never played VR, but I've heard it's like it's immense. It's like it's it sucks you in, and that's and, a good and thing and a bad thing. Yeah, and that type of stuff is like something that, especially Kanye, because I was listening to the Kanye podcast, podcast with Rogan, Rogan yeah. and it's like something that he's referring to. So it's like. Um, the rich keep the poor poor, or they want to keep the poor poor, like they want to keep them down. So the rich keep getting richer, and they want to keep the poor where they are. So that's the same thing sometimes. So here's the smart people creating like the VR and like all this advanced technology, and then putting it but, on an extremely uh, high price so that the poor will buy it, but stay poor. Or, yeah, and or the, the rich dumb. can invest in it and make money off of it. Or it really, if you think about it, it makes us dumber because the more technology we have, the less we use our brains. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's a difference between use. I think that's what we have to realize, I guess, out as of those of us that aren't necessarily producing it. There's a difference between using technology and, I guess, per se, learning from the technology. 
like using the technology in an intelligent way trying to develop new ways to i guess be creative and expansive and new ways to develop and create things like that's what my dad said to me once one time or and that i've heard other people say it's like you can either spend time or invest time but you only have two options right so how much time are you going to spend and how much time are you going to invest and you can play COD for five hours, but it can be some sort of investment. And I mean, I know that sounds absurd, but it's like you could be working on certain cognitive skills, like right. your reaction time and things like that. But you have to make sure that's what you're working on. Like, you can't be like, well, I'm just here to have fun. Like, you have right. to actually structure and have order and discipline and plan within it. Like, sometimes when I play FIFA, I don't play FIFA just to like, oh, well, I'm just going to score a couple goals, have fun. Like, I try and like develop an understanding play a different play style like create actual physical tactics while i'm playing and if i lose i mean so what but at least i have a plan going and i'll be like all right so i can use this tactic later on like this tactic like i try and think from a tactical perspective so i always try and play a specific style it's usually tiki taka because i don't like playing like over the top counter attack it's too it's just too uh i don't like where fifa's going but (laughs) (laughs) that's a tangent but the point is we just gotta learn to just order ourselves and structure ourselves and use the technology to a benefit rather than a detriment yeah but i don't want to get into that whole conspiracy shit because i'm not educated enough nor am yeah, i quote unquote woke enough yeah that's like a whole that's like a whole conspiracy if you want to hear about conspiracies you should watch the kanye kanye west thing kanye went on like a whole tangent about, but that's just how he talks yeah like i was listening to it the other day and i was just like but I, I could follow it, though, which is yeah, like when you pay attention, you know, like you actually follow when it. When you actually listen to what he's saying. Like it it kind of makes sense. And if you listen to that, then you understand why some of the crazy stuff he says, where he was like, Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. She just like, <laughs> whatever he said. And then you're like, but when you sit back and you listen to that, like his actual podcast episode, and then you go back and you hear him say that, you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's what, what he meant, meant, but not what he said. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you just realize that he's not really great with public speaking because that's not how his mind is built. He's not built to be like a politician where he's extremely articulate and he's got these structured statements that he has to make. Yeah. He's an artist that flows based off of flow, literally. Right, like whatever his, comes it, to his mind, it's not he like expresses he it. Yeah, it's not like he like he just. It's not like he doesn't have a filter, but it's like it kind of just flows. Yeah, his sense. filter is his flow, which is right. why he's able to produce music at such, uh, excuse me, a high level. Yeah, but people and it, don't and it's just that. it really makes sense because you see that, like in his music, which is a whole other thing. But it's like um, it kind of makes sense. And the whole slavery is a choice thing. He wasn't talking about like actual slavery. He was talking he was about, about like the music industry, the enslavement and how, of the mind and, and the body of today's time. He wasn't yeah. talking about slavery of 1863. He's talking about slavery of 2023, right? Or 2003 and 2019. He's talking about current slavery, where we enslave ourselves so, to the idea that we can't be anything more than what we were, I guess per se, set out to be from our origins, right? Like. Our purpose is to progress further than our parents did, but to what point is up to us. Right. Or to what point we fall short is up to us. So, I mean, that's what he's saying. Don't enslave yourself to the idea that you can't be more than what they said you could be. Take that as inspiration and go exponentially further than what you even thought you were capable of. Right. And then you'll really understand how much you, I guess, how much your self-worth is. Like, you won't understand your self-worth till you're done, to me, because that's when you understand everything that you could have and should have and did accomplish. Right.
I actually never really thought about that way about self worth, but I mean, yeah, you just gotta actually like listen to what he's saying. Yeah, like, because people, I would recommend going to uh, the Joe Rogan Experience on Spotify and good, definitely go check it out. That's yeah, a great yeah, podcast. Yeah, because it's almost December first, and it'll be strictly Spotify. But yeah, oh, go listen. It's three hours long. It's not that long. Once you start listening, listening it's actually I didn't even realize I was two hours in until I was like, it's really good. Yeah, it's really but good. especially if you're a Christian, it's really yeah. good. I wonder what Kanye thinks about Thanksgiving. I just, I just feel like a. Uh, but it, I forgot like, we were talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's kind of a. I just, I don't get why people just skip over it now. Like what, holidays. Yeah. Well, that's because Thanksgiving it almost doesn't have the a meaning value? of thing. Well, no, because Thanksgiving itself, like the meaning of Thanksgiving has meaning, but Thanksgiving itself doesn't. If that makes sense, like there's like the holiday of Thanksgiving doesn't make sense, because it's based on a feast between pilgrims and uh, Indians. Right. And them coming together and giving thanks. But, one, did that even happen? That's what they say in the textbooks. That's yeah, what but that's what I'm saying. But the reality is, we know as history that the Trail of Tears exists and that Europeans brought diseases over to wipe out the Indians. Right. The, quote, the Native Americans, really, they're not Indians. Right. The Native Americans, in order to take over their land and to scour for gold. Right. So the reality is, Thanksgiving might all be a lie. It's a great time to come together as one as family, but the reality is the holiday itself might be a fallacy. Right. So it's like. But I feel like people don't look that deep into it. I just feel like. But you should. I mean, yeah, you definitely should. I'm just saying, like, I feel it's more of a because people <laughs> usually don't think that deep into it. They don't think that deep into anything. Yeah, that's what, that's what upsets me. Yeah. <laughs> people should. People should definitely should. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm wondering because I know people don't think that deep into it. So. What could it be that makes people want to skip over Thanksgiving? Especially, like, it's just weird. Like, it's almost like people, uh, school systems are starting to consider not giving us a week break anymore. Nah, that's absurd. Y'all know a nigga need a break, bro. Don't <laughs> play them games. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, people are downplaying it so much that school systems are considering that. And I see it. Like, in the next 10 years, I would not be surprised if they stopped giving Well, in the next though. 10 years, I wouldn't be surprised if they only went to school for either. If they went to school for 12 months straight or if they only went to school for six months. One or the other. We're oh. either going to shorten the school year or extend it. Well, what are the pros and cons of extending it? The pros and cons of extending it is if we're 12 months, so it's all year round, there's no summer break. But at the same time, they could just go to school for less time because they're proficiently learning the same material, but in a more expansive time frame. So rather than go to school for eight hours a day, they could go to school for six or five. But at the same time, we would then have to adjust the work periods. Right. So that all just depends on how you want to, like, you know, tit for tat. The issue, or I guess the next step is, um, what you call it, shortening the period to six months. And the issue with that is people are going to question whether or not they'll actually proficiently learn the material needed. But at the same time, that's also possible. But we don't know if we'll have to cut out something like, per se, like elementary school recess or like breaks. And right. Things. So it's just nine months is what the standard is because that's the system that we've implemented that's worked for a while, for a long while, probably like hundreds of years or a hundred years per se. But it's not the most proficient system. It's not the most efficient, rather, system that we can come up with. But we're kind of almost too lazy to even consider working on it it's kind of just like well it is what it is i feel like i don't think it's necessarily the calendar that's like the biggest problem in the education system 
I no, feel there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think there's like other things we should worry about before um getting into the uh, getting into the calendar. Like, I don't know. I feel like our it's just because we're so focused on grades nowadays. Nobody really wants to learn anything. Well, my thing is, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You stole the words out my mouth. <laughs> like grades and GPA. Like, I don't want people that are in school now to not get the grades and get a good GPA because you should, because that's what the education, that's what the system calls for. But the reality is a 4.0 GPA compared to a 2.5 GPA shows very little in terms of levels of intelligence. And our education system, based on like some forethought, I guess, or just like looking back after I graduated, our system is built to especially like the high school system it's built to take outliers out and by outliers what i mean is it's built to take especially in the public school system poor kids that are extremely intelligent and proficient in education and send them to really big schools where they can get an expansive learning and become like our scientists our doctors and stuff like that so that the education system doesn't miss out on that because they can't afford school you know what i mean so like Say, for instance, I'm, say, for instance, like Steve Jobs, if Steve Jobs actually went to school and say he was really poor when he was young, because I'm not sure I don't know his life story or his memoir, but say he was really poor when he was young. The education system is built to where we don't miss out on our Steve Jobs. He gets picked up because he has a really good GPA because he's proficient in learning. So we can snatch him up, send him to Yale and we don't miss out on him just because he couldn't pay for Yale to begin with. That's the reason that GPA is so important and that's the reason that they highlight it so much so that they can pick out those outliers, those kids that are extremely proficient but that can't afford school. And then the rest of us are just meant to like fingle and mingle for ourselves and figure it out. Right, right, right. But then we also miss out on those. Okay, let's say not, I don't want to say the two intelligence, but we, or we, we miss out on the people who are proficient enough to go to college but don't and, and then decide not to because they feel like they're not school oriented or they feel like they're not made for school. And the reason they feel like they're not made for school is because they get such bad grades and they have bad relationships with their teachers. And that's like, that's not the case. The case, like people, we need to um, make people understand that the priority is learning. It's not making a good grade and that you need to have a good relationship with your teacher. And that's some things yeah. that like that some I, things that are downplayed due to time, due to management and things like that, exactly. having to cram all that in. But the reality is, is in seven, in the 16s and 1700s, life was all about learning and expand. Like the richest people weren't the people that had the most money, technically per se. They obviously were the most wealthy. But the point being is, the richest people were the people that had the most, the most knowledge. Yeah, the most knowledge, the most artistic vision, the greatest artists, the greatest writers, the greatest poets. That's where you get your Shakespeare's, your Michelangelo's, your Da Vinci's, those, that's where those people came from, the Renaissance period. And the reality is, nowadays, we're so oriented on money that the education system is built to suck us dry in order to pay those that profit from the education system. Exactly. The only people that profit from the education system are administrators of, like, the big schools and professors. Because those, the real winners of the education system in the U.S. of today are, uh, are professors. And, ba and banks with the, the with the yeah, privatized the loans. Educator, yeah, the, ed the educators and the banks, the people that pay for it, and the people that teach us the material we need to know. Those are the people that win. Right, and, and then the people. Everyone the else is just spending for themselves, trying it, to figure it out. Exactly, and it's kind of sad. And then on top of that, we have people now who don't get an education, but they're the people who are thriving. So you have people like like on TikTok, 
Like, we have people who just got their high school degree, not educated at all. So, like, there's a lack of education. So, with, like, among people who are getting, like, a crazy amount of money. So, like, you see all these influencers, right? Straight out see, of high school. I think and I, I don't think that's a bad... Okay, like, I'm glad you're getting your bag. <clears throat> but I think education and educating yourself is really important. So, I don't care what you major in. But I think it is important, to, like, if you can, especially them, since they can pay for it, I think it's important that you go to college because you learn a lot of things. You learn a lot of things about life. You learn a lot of things about yourself, history. more importantly. Uh, yeah, and you learn a lot of things about yourself and about other people that you, like, that you should know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the issue with our education system and with, I guess, our society is our society is built, at the moment at least, I hope it ends soon, but... God knows what that's going to be like. But our society is built on that 15 seconds of fame. Right. And that's something that I guess someone that a lot of people don't like or didn't like or whatever that Logan Paul was talking about. He was talking about he feels bad for the TikTok TikTokers and the influencers that are on TikTok and stuff like that. Because once TikTok ends or once that wave ends, the same like Vine that money flow that they're getting is over and there's no efficiency to that. Exactly. It's a quick spike and then it's over. There needs to be some level of um, prolonging the right. income. It's not an investment, but rather winning the lottery. And yeah. the issue with winning the lottery is not only are you getting taxed, which obviously we all should pay our taxes, right. but it's like, it's rather, it's, it's like one it's and spike. done. It's yeah, one and done. It's a giant spike and then it's over. There's no prolonged proficiency within that there's nothing there's no investment within that there's no growth it's right. one and done it's like it's like a one night stand almost exactly. <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing from that there's no benefit to it which is kind of why like i've always been a guy that's like never been interested in doing stuff like going to the club and stuff because i understand that there's nothing that i gain from this first i'm not gonna have fun because that's not my style right. secondly there's nothing that i gain from this because it doesn't benefit me in any way other than a spike of energy for a few hours an expenditure of possibly heaps of money and then one night of memories that i possibly won't even remember, remember. depending on what i did right and that's to me that the idea that that is considered fun in today's time is absolutely ridiculous yeah <laughs> and it's like um really quickly going back to the lottery thing it's like let's say you want to buy a house right so you won the lottery, so now you qualify for a, like a like a fat ass mansion, right? Obviously, to get a fat ass <laughs> mansion loan. So Obviously. the thing is, so the thing is now though, you can't. There's, you can't. You like literally. There's not because obviously you're gonna want to spend your own thing, so you're gonna take out a loan. So you're gonna pay some of the ho of the mansion. But the thing is, with the job you have right now, you're not gonna be able to pay that shit off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people <laughs> don't understand that. There's no prolonging. prolonging. Like there's like, no like. Um, like steady that income there like, is no eternity yeah in those like things. i get like if you want to if you want to get a newer house so let's say you want to buy like a five hundred thousand dollar house if you win the you win the jackpot you get 10 mil right so you which can which is really about seven right right realistically right. it's probably about seven you're you gonna can get a buy lot you can buy going. yourself a new house right buy cash right but here's the thing now you got to start paying your utilities you got to start paying a bunch of bills around the house, but your you have mortgage, no, your mortgage taxes. Yeah, and you have your no property steady tax, to pay it. Yeah. You got to keep the lawn clean, depending on where you live, stuff like that. So that's why it's more proficient to buy a house, a bigger house than either the one you own or not a dream house, but somewhere in between the biggest dream you could ever imagine 
and the worst reality you could possibly envision as well. Right. That way you meet somewhere in the middle and there's a common ground where you can afford it based on your own income and you can use the rest of the lottery money to invest in other houses and rent them off. That right. way you have a, you have a steady income. Yeah, you have steady income because you're still working. You're going to get your retirement money, but you're also making money off the houses that you're renting off. Right. That right. is how you build a system where you can, what you call it, where you build a system of investments where you're no longer, you're never going to run out of cash. Cash, Because yeah. money isn't always about, oh, I got the bag, man. I got like, Three hundred, I got like three hundred thousand dollars in this briefcase. Like twelve, I have twelve cars in the garage. Yeah, like like, everything you own, you gotta pay extra for rather than owning it. You gotta pay for the property title every. You have to pay to own a vehicle. Not only are you paying the car payment, not only are you paying for the car, you have to pay to be recognized as the owner of that vehicle you have to pay to own a license plate to drive the vehicle you have to pay to get the little sticker on the back that says you can legally drive for the year like you have to constantly pay for all that for every car you got to insure every car like there's so much thought into it that people ignore and that is all a product of our education system because our (laughs) education system doesn't teach us financial literacy it doesn't teach us anything that's practical it just teaches us a bunch of information like who the hell uses pythagorean theorem on a (laughs) daily basis like nobody it just teaches us a bunch of stuff that's unnecessary and that we don't use and i mean to some degree it's important but what the education system is from k through 12 is it's a setup for trying to figure out what who is the out who are the outliers who are the proficient learners and those of us that aren't try to help us figure out what we want to do since we're not those outliers right the issue with that is is i feel like we don't spend enough time on helping people find what they want to do yeah we don't find we don't spend enough time trying to figure out people's passions exactly like we spend so much trying to find who are the outliers who are the people who are really good at school that what do we do with the rest of them you know and a lot of the time you only find maybe even 25 percent because a lot of the outliers just don't like school exactly they would rather do what they love doing like a lot of the outliers are just dudes that are really good at video games are really good at computers are really good at producing music are really good at drawing are really good at singing it's like a lot of the outliers are just passionate in other right. things rather than education and then itself. if you ask the run-of-the-mill people you ask them what do you want to do like what do you like to do they're like they couldn't answer your question because they don't know because no. they never get the opportunity to, to express think, themselves yeah they don't get the opportunity to express themselves because look we put so much we put so much emphasis in you have to you have to be good in school you have to do all these extracurriculars so you want to get into college you have to do this you're so busy caught up and building a good resume that you don't know what you like doing. And you don't have any level. The education system kills creativity because it doesn't promote creativity because creativity is not efficient in terms of education. Right. It promotes it promotes having an, a good resume. Structure and order. Right. It promotes yeah. being that model citizen. And there's nothing wrong with that to a degree, but creativity is also immensely important because creativity is innovation. And without innovation, there's no progression. Yeah, without there's progression, no you cannot move forward. Exactly. exactly. Stagnation is not something this nation needs right now. So we need the education system to be adjusted. Now, I'm saying this. I have zero answers. I haven't figured this out. I have no answers. I'm not even educated or mentally capable of comprehending the expanses and finances needed to adjust the education system. But I am mentally, I guess, aware enough to understand that there's a problem and it needs to be fixed ASAP. I just feel like uh, I think expansive... First of all, expansive course catalogs need to be done. We need to promote um, teacher relationships, student-teacher relationships, and I feel like those are the two main things. And 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 then also not place such an emphasis. Hold 
and then not place such an emphasis on on building a strong resume because people are so caught up in having good grades being in all these extracurriculars and half of them you don't even like like me i do not participate in a club or an extracurricular that i don't like to be a part of because that's stupid yeah you know what that's I mean? why my, my parents told me to get in clubs like my, especially my mom and i was like the reason i'm not in club is not because i'm lazy it's just there's nothing that, that i like that I, I remember we had like what was the name of that black club that we had at school um, we had like a black life. It was not a Black Lives Matter, but per se, it was something similar to that. Right. And I didn't want to be a part of that because I didn't believe in everything they believed in. So there's no point in jumping in something I don't align with. Exactly. I didn't want. So the only clubs I remember being in in school was environmental chess club and then like one other thing. And it's because I want I didn't mind doing recycling and I wanted to promote environmental health. And because I wanted to learn how to play chess. So I was like, screw it. That's perfect. Right. And then we eventually made a video game club, but I had already graduated by the time that was implemented. But it's like, we're so focused on things that, we're just focused on things that don't really matter. Right, right. Like, who who the fuck is going to care how many clubs you did five years from now? No one's going to. Nobody's going to give up. Your a college, fight. really, your college doesn't even care about your high school GPA once you get exactly. into the like, school. Dude, they I, literally throw it out, and that's the end. Yes, you ask. Like, I, your professors I have one, will tell you that. Yeah, I have one friend. She's like, and she's already been at Auburn for a semester. She's like, I haven't told anybody my class rank or my GPA since I've been here. Nobody gives a flying fuck once you get in there. Once uh, you get in, they don't care. They just want to know that you're one of the yeah. outliers that they need. So that way they can, you can spend a bunch of money on their education and they can give you a bunch of scholarships and hopefully you graduate from their school and they can say that one of the outliers from Georgia or one of the outliers from Alabama came to my school and they graduated. Right. That's it. It's really more their resume than it is your own. And then it just builds, it just, and then that type of stuff gives them, it's kind of advertisement. Like they like to use these uh, alumni as advertisements like hey this person came to our school yeah so you can be like them you and should come you, to our school if Look you how- really genuinely think about it sorry to cut you off 90 percent of the alumni they use are not doctors are not scientists they're not lawyers they're not um anything that has to do with i guess per se they're like celebrities structure yeah they're usually like oh well cam newton's an alumni of auburn right. like what did he study? Yeah, Cam, like, Cam Newton's a fucking football player. Yeah, like, like he doesn't even like. I'm not saying he doesn't use his education, but from what we see, he's busy in the NFL, not using the education he got right. from Auburn. Or they're like, oh, Deshaun Watson, he's an alumni for Clemson. I want to go to Clemson because that's where Deshaun went. What did Deshaun study? You have no clue. <laughs> you have I think no he did, idea. I think he did either broadcasting and journalism or communications. That's my point. I didn't even know that, and that's my field. So it's like. Like, right. seriously, like, people just need to understand that 90% of the things that the society and the news tell us is significant is insignificant. And like Denzel Washington said, if you don't listen to the news, you're uninformed. And if you listen to the news, you're misinformed. You have to go do it for yourself. Right. You got to go find the real information for yourself because the news is not going to tell you. Yeah, hell no. And it's just like. They like I said, they like to use it for posters. So then you go there, you give them more money, but you're not an outlier. They're literally just exploiting you. Yeah. And it's like, if you're an outlier, you you'll know the difference between you being an outlier and you not, because within the first two years of you being there, it depends on how much debt you're in. If you're an outlier, you won't be in debt. Right. Or if you are in debt, it's very minimal because you're getting a whole bunch of scholarships. And I know people can be like, well, I applied for those, this, that, and the third. Yeah, but who put you on them? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, who put you on? You know what I'm saying? Like, some people get a bunch of scholarships 
just because they know they're an outlier. Right. And I don't, I'm not discrediting you and your hard work and your achievements. I just want people to understand that the education system is built to suck you dry. Right. You are meant to be a grape when you walk in and a raisin when you walk out. And there's a reason for that. Like, there's no way that we should be spending that much, hundreds yeah, and thousands of dollars a year to pay for school, learning a slightly more advanced system of the same thing we learned just a few years prior. Right. That idea on itself is friggin' absurd. Like, the first two years of school, you don't learn anything new. new. You just learn what you already knew in a slightly more advanced level. And I got to be like $20,000 in debt just for that. Then the next two years for my bachelor's, I learned what I actually need to learn. Then the next two years for my master's, I learned slightly more advancements of what I just learned. And then, then for my doctorate, yeah. slightly more advanced. Like that's like that's so freaking stupid. Like I'm going to be walking out of school $40,000 in, in debt. And I only spent six to eight years learning slightly more advanced information of what I just learned. Right. Like that doesn't make any sense. sense. And it's it's just kind of it's really frustrating, you know, because it closes the door on several people because now it sounds like we're discouraging going to college, right? And it shouldn't be because it's, it's not like, really that I'm discouraging. I'm just like No, right, right, right. We're not I'm not discouraging yet. I wouldn't discourage anybody. What you're walking into. Exactly. I I definitely don't discourage. I think it's the like the best thing you could possibly do. I think it's a good thing to at least get like associates in a bachelor's right. degree. But the, thing, something. but the thing is, is like this is the type of stuff that drives people away, and that's why it's such a like fucked up system because it shouldn't. But I mean, like, to some degree, it should because it's foolery. No, right, right, right. The I'm system saying, itself should drive us away, but what comes out, it's complicated because like yeah. your degree is literally just a piece of paper. Right. It's just something to where like, like money should not be a factor. As in, it is a factor right now. But it should not be a factor. Like, just don't go to school because you want to make a bunch of money. Exactly. Because you're always going to hate your life and you're really just going to be in debt. It's better. It's rather that if you want to be a doctor, go to school because you're you understand that you're going to be able to prolong that whole journey of going to medical school because that's what you desire for yourself. Don't go because you want to make a bunch of money. Don't go because your parents said you should go or because your friends are going. All of that's ignorance. Go because that's your passion and that's what you're striving for. I have a friend who's a manager at a retail store and her her passion was art. So she studied sculpting and art and she has a bachelor's degree in art and so she's going to open her art studio and work on art there but there's not a whole bunch of money in that so she's also going to work as a manager right she's going to dual wield but she's still doing her passion that's what you should be looking towards money will come you don't have to be you don't have to have jay-z money to, right. to really enjoy life because if you're doing what you love doing every day money's never going to be an issue the bills will find its way to get paid yeah like just do what you love doing do what makes you the best you if all of us are being the best us, eventually there's some level of cohesion where money won't even matter because we're all so happy. Right. But we're also bitter because we're all chasing bags and coins and dollar bills and all this other foolishness. Yeah. It, like, you got me spot on. You get left kind of speechless. I don't even know what to add on. Definitely not that vehicle. Yeah. I don't even know what to add on to that. But, uh... But we've been here for a minute. We have. Let me... Let's, let's pull up our. Uh, our so list let's of pull topics. up into the sports. I've been dying to talk about sports. Okay, Wait, let's start off. Proceed. Um, boxing or MMA? We'll do boxing first. I no, want to start I mean off for with you, like out of uh, your personal. Presence. Oh, MMA. Oh, okay. I thought you were boxing. I mean, boxing's all right. It's just it's, it's, it's just politics. not enough action. 
for me, it's just not as much action. It's not as much action. For me, the thing that bothers me is, is the, the politics and of And not boxing. getting the fights we want. I fucking hate the politics of boxing. That yeah. shit is so fucking complicated. Like, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury is what I want to see. I don't want to see Wilder and Fury fight again. Like, Fury, Fury does... Wilder does not deserve that. Fury's everyone that says he doesn't... Yeah, like, everyone who says he deserves that fight. The most... You don't know... Either you don't know fighting, or you're just a Wilder fanboy that's sucking him off. Because he doesn't... Do, he lost the first fight. That wasn't a split. That wasn't a draw. He lost, like, 10 out of 11 rounds. Out of 12 rounds. He got knocked out the second fight. And you can say what you want about Fury allegedly cheating him. That's, just that's a, foolishness. It's stupid. That's yeah. absolute absurd. Yeah. Anyway. He says... Okay, look, he says he has an empty glove or like a... Egg weight in his glove. He he's got a, his water poison. Yeah. His his trainer was against him. His He said before before the first fight, he or in between the first and second fight, he said that he trains on a daily basis with a 35-pound like bag or like chest right. thingy on his body. But he said that walking to the ring with 40 pounds is too heavy. heavy yeah. My book bag on a regular basis going to school is at least 30 pounds. Right. That's not too heavy. Yeah. If anything, you're just being a... Anywho, yeah, but like it's just like you're just making lame excuses and making yourself look less of a man yeah, by the second. And it's so annoying. It's See, pathetic. that's what I'm saying. The the politics of boxing, making the good fights, the super fights, so hard to make. Yeah, like I want to see Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford. Crawford, and it's so I difficult see, to make like, that fight. Like Pacquiao versus not Pacquiao versus Porter, because I think that already happened. Uh, but Pacquiao versus Crawford, yeah. Porter versus Crawford, um, Thurman versus Crawford, like Some, anybody versus yes, really Cro- good versus yeah, like, like I want to see Crawford get a bag. See, we want to see people at the top of the like the best fighting the best. Yeah, and that's what doesn't happen. We have bums. I want to see best. Wilder and Fury, and then whoever wins that or whoever loses, I want to see them versus Joshua. I want to see Andy Ruiz try against one of the big boys. I want to see Dillian White get a title fight. Like I want to see Dillian White get his bag. And it just, I want to see Joshua versus Usyk. Like, and I know I just don't. I don't get the politics. Like it's just it makes no sense. It's well, I mean, it makes sense because it's you know it the makes money. sense, but it doesn't but make like, sense because it's like your sole job is to provide yeah. boxing for us fans. And the re- that's so the shut reason. your mouth, stop worrying about your own bag, and give us what we need. Exactly, and that's the reason why the sport is dying nowadays. Yeah, because and that's the reason that UFC is taking over. Yeah, it's well, MMA in a whole, but UFC especially they, because it's because they get shit good. done over there. Yeah, because they we get see shit the best done. fight, like Conor yes. versus Khabib, even though. Even though people will be like, oh, well, Connor said this and that, and that's not true. You could tell that was not the best Connor. Yeah, it wasn't. You no. can tell. Like, He's, no, he you was... could tell by body language, the way he was acting, even the way he fought, that wasn't the best Connor. And he's still, he's still the best person. He still, he's, he's, he, yeah, he did. And I he think put Connor, I, like, the Connor that beat Eddie Alvarez, in my opinion, beats Khabib at his best. <laughs> or at least a draw. Because I think Connor, at his very best, is capable to beat Khabib. And I know some Khabib fans, but that's crazy. Khabib never lost, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I Khabib. think he's capable. I've never, I don't think we've ever seen the best Khabib, but I think the very best Connor and the very best Khabib is a very, 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 very good fight. Yes. And I think that us losing that, I, I mean, I understand why Khabib won't fight him again, so that's not really something that I mind. Because if I was in Khabib's position, I might not fight him but again. Real, but the matchmaking always makes sense behind the, the UFC? UFC. Most of the time. Yeah, like 90, Leon Edwards versus Chimaev doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's, no. fu- that's messed up for Leon. They Leon doesn't deserve over. They yeah, fucked over Leon for that one. But, he doesn't deserve that. But um, like, it's like 90% of the match... Oh, Sorry, is he done? All right, 
So now, like ninety percent of the matchmaking makes sense, though, in my opinion. Yeah, like, most all, of it does. It's just those few outliers. Right, fights. like you, the the Edwards versus Chamaya fight. It's it's gonna be a it's a high ranking person by somebody by a newcomer. I wouldn't call Chamaya a bum. Well, he's ranked number fifteen now, which doesn't make any. sense. I wouldn't call him a bum, but that those he's are the not type a bum, of but he's unproven. But those are the type of fights that we see in boxing all the time, though. Yeah, but that's a gimme fight for boxers. And then if the person like per se Chamayev wins in boxing, he just adds to his name. But realistically speaking, that's more of a gimme fight. Like Leon, I'm not saying Leon Edwards should walk through Chamayev, but I expect that that's very possible. Right. I'm that- not saying that Chamayev's really really good, but I think that people are just. I just feel. I guess I'm not saying that Chamayev is bad and that he and Leon can't have a really good fight and it can't be close. I just don't want people to be like, oh, well, it was close, so Leon Edwards ain't that good. And it's like, Leon Edwards is really good. Really, really good. Yeah. He gets, like, very little to no respect. I mean, I just want to put it in a light to where it's, like, it's kind of a, um, how would I put it? It's like, like Lewandowski th- from last season. It, it's like, it's like those are the, like, we're we're so accustomed to the fight, fighting the best, like, the best fighting the best, or the levels of fighting. Like throughout the ranks, there everybody's so evenly matched. But in boxing, it's politics to where we give everybody fights that they can win on a run to a title, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so, then when they get the title, then they have to start defending and they cherry pick contenders exactly. until they have to do mandatories. Exactly. So it's For, like, first boxing has too many belts. Yes, there should only be yes. like two or three, two three belts per weight. There's period. what are there's like, what are there five? Like four six? or five. Because there's okay, realistically, there. if it was me, there should be one sanctioning body and there should be one belt. You yeah. want to see the best of the best, make a 16 man tournament with the, the all the champions of today and then the current mandatories and then like the twos and threes. Make like a 16 32 man tournament, mix up their names in a bag, pick who fights who and then do it over the next like year or two and figure out who fights what. If they want to short fight shorter yeah. fights instead of all 12 rounds, like do eight rounds until you get to like the semis and the quarters, and then you do 12 round fights. But that's what we should do. There should be one champion per no, weight class. They, yeah, of course. That's what we should do. But the thing is, they're not going to do it because, because that's money. not where the money is at. Just How much more money do you make? Because, see, with more belts, there's more title fights. Yeah, with, with more, more title, title fights, there's more, more money. money. Because anytime you see the world title, it's like, oh, you know, like, that's oh a yeah, the fight. WBO champion is fighting um, this person. Who the hell and is the, the WBO? IB, yeah, the IBF champion is fighting. There's like four different champions. You know what I'm saying? Like, WBC, WBO, WBA, IBF, Ring Magazine. It's like, nigga, who? Like, who is is Ring? Like, seriously. Like, like, what? Like, why? That doesn't make any sense. How are there multiple champions? In the same weight class. class. Like, there shouldn't be five or six champions at 168 pounds or 147 pounds. There should be one one 147-pound champion. champion. One best in the world. We shouldn't be like, oh, well, he's the... uh, uh, The WBO champion. Yeah, so I think he's the best because that's the most, like... That's the heaviest weighted title. Like, that's retarded. That yeah, and sense. it's stupid how, like... Like, let's say Triple G. Triple G, um, he's better than probably... Who holds the... Who holds the, the titles at, in his weight class? In his weight class? Yeah, I know Canelo. What is he at, 168? Once, I, he, no, I think he's at 162. It's like, it's like it's, it doesn't make any sense to me how, like, Triple G was probably better than, like, the WBO champion. Like, it's that type of stuff. Like, yeah, somebody who different. doesn't have a belt Why is not better fight? than a champion? Exactly. Like, the only way that you can prove you're the best is if you're the undisputed champion of that weight class. But it's impossible to make fights because promotions are all split up. 
We should have like max two or three promotions. Yeah. We have like ten. Like, come on, you got Matchroom, you got PBC, Top Rank, this, that. And it's like it's like, bro, and I it'll don't create care. It'll, it'll create super fights that'll bring in a lot of money, but it's it goes back to that one topic that we said. It's a spike. But and once we merge those two though, there's no more money coming in after that because well, now my issue is is like we just don't get the fights that we want. Like we don't care about all this other rubbish. We don't care. Obviously, the fan about doesn't the, care, right? What I'm saying is we don't care about the padded record. Like, right, right, right. old men need to move out the way and let us see what we want to see. see. Well, this is what we're paying for. As fans, we need to stop paying for all these garbage Garbage-ass pay-per-views. Yeah, like... Garbage-ass pay-per-views. Kind of like Pacquiao versus Mayweather. That's a That was a big fight 10 years ago. Don't nobody want to see that when Pacquiao is washed. Well, he's not washed out, but he's almost at the end. And Floyd Mayweather, we all know he's not washed out, but he's at that point in his career where he's just not going to take a punch. Or, or imagine it, had we seen Canelo versus Mayweather. Uh, and, and I mean, Canelo versus, uh, yeah, Canelo versus Mayweather. I don't know about that one because was, I don't think Canelo would be as good as he is without fighting Mayweather. I feel like Canelo became the Canelo he is today because of Mayweather. Because he really learned that hit and not get hit mentality. And he mixed that with his Mexican style. That actually and so now true. instead of taking punches that he doesn't need to punch, That's he's like, I'm a... Well, kind of like the best example for me is the Kovalev fight. Canelo was just like, all right, slipping you want to... Yeah, he was slipping, he was slipping everything. everything. And he was like, all right, you got to touch me a few times. Just wait. Just right. wait. It's cool. He touched him up. He hit him to the body. All right, just wait. 11th round. Bink. Yeah. Fights over. Right. And it was just out the blue. It was just like, boom, one right hand, then the left right behind it, and he was asleep. And it was like, right. Whoa. Sorry. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> he just yeah, like, that, my bad. <laughs> and then just walked away. Dude, that, it's cause that man carries like a lot of power. He carries a lot yeah, of power. Yeah, he does. So, I forgot about the lighter weights, like um, Garcia versus Haney, Davis versus yeah, exactly. Haney. Exactly. Like, why aren't we seeing Lopez Haney? versus why, Haney? Why aren't we seeing Why are we seeing Haney versus uh Garcia? Gar- if Haney versus well, I mean, Garcia. if Garcia beats Luke Campbell, then he Haney has to fight him because he'll be the mandatory. Because that's the WBC interim belt, which means that he'll be the mandatory. Yeah, that's if true. he wins that fight, if he loses, then obviously you think he beats Campbell? I think so. I think he should beat Campbell, but fighting is fighting. Yeah, that's true. Like you could be it, the better fighter but lose on the night. It's just the reality of a fight. Like, yeah. Once true. you should you zigged when you should have zagged and you sleep. I just feel like 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 why don't we I like we need to see fights like Tank and Haney. You know what I mean? Tank and Garcia. Yeah, I just feel like um, what's it called? Uh, who do you who do you think wins between Tank and Haney? Not Tank and Garcia because Tank obviously wins against Garcia in my opinion. Ryan Garcia? Yeah. I think Ryan Garcia is too fast for Tank. I think Tank is. I too mean, look what happened between Tank and Santa Cruz. Yeah, but I think Tank's just too powerful. Like, I feel. I like mean, but Ryan Garcia, he's got like, I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't want to say this and be drastic, but he's got like Wilder knockout power. If that makes sense, like he's not big, but when he hits dudes, they go to sleep. I just feel he hits so fast he that their heads just. It's because like I feel whip. like I feel like it's not the power; it's the fact it's that the they precision. don't see the it's punch. It's like Connor, like Connor. They, Connor McGregor has super. He has he has really good power, but like he always says, precision, precision beats power, power and timing beats speed. And Garcia's got precision and timing, and he's got speed, speed. and he's got power. I feel like it's more the fact that it's so fast that they don't see the punch. And, and so the punches that you don't see are the, punches, the ones that sleep. Exactly. And I feel like that's what it is. But I just, I don't, I think Tank is just, um, he's, I feel he's, like he's Tank is the, He's definitely got more pack a punch. And on top of that, he's better defensively than any other but Pogster that Garcia does say. Oh, because I was like, I, I don't know if he's better defensively no, than Garcia. No, than Garcia, no. I, the Garcia, I've never seen Garcia get No, touched. Garcia, Garcia, like, as far as, um, 
any any boxer that Garcia has ever faced. I think we got to touch back on this after he fights Campbell because Campbell's definitely gonna hit him. Unless he like, if he washes out Campbell, we, there's no doubt. In my and we've mind never really seen. Oh, okay, we have seen Garcia's chin tested, chin tested, and I I watched that fight. It was actually a pretty good fight. Which where fight he, was that? Because I have never seen. I've never. I've watched one, like three or four of his fights. Fight. I've never seen him get hit. He fought a he fought a bump, but he he got he did get hit a couple times, and I I thought he should have gone to sleep. It kind of impressed me. It's I forgot who he fought. It it's the it's the longest fight he's ever had. Um, and I, I don't. I think he knocked him out late, though. But he did take a couple hits, which is pretty impressive. But the thing is, if like let's say somebody like Tank lands a clean hit like that, he's going to sleep because Tank can well, hit. Well, all of this is subjective because Tank might be the hardest hitter at that weight class. But it's not a matter of when you land; it's a matter of if. And if he doesn't land on his chin and Ryan just keeps distance and touches him up, then he wins that fight. He doesn't have to knock him out. To yeah, because I think I think I think Garcia is a better boxer. Boxer, just because Tank. I think Tank is, uh, he's he's got like he's got a mix. He's kind of got like like old school Canelo. Right. Like I take a few punches, but I know I'm putting you to sleep. Yeah. I'm gonna find an he's angle. Like, I'm gonna knock you out. Exactly. Because that uppercut that he knocked out Santa Cruz with, everyone's like, "Oh my God, that was out of nowhere." Yeah, but, but Santa th- Cruz was like fucking he, him up the entire fight. And the thing was, he threw it more than once. Right. That was just the one that, that landed, landed. That the one that landed real clean and caught him on his chin and put him out. But he landed the he landed the uppercut more than once. And I was listening to uh, Sean Porter. He was breaking it down, and he was like, "As a boxer, you have to recognize certain tendencies that fighters have because you're gonna go through a camp where you're gonna throw certain punches." That you feel like are going to be effective. Kind of like um, bringing boxing into UFC. Michael Bisping. Right. He was the one that brought out the left hook Luke Rockhold. Because he was the first person to recognize that Luke Rockhold drops his right hand in certain transitions. And if you can move across, slide off, slip off to his right hand side and throw a left hook, his chin's wide open all day. Michael Bisping knocked him out, won the middleweight title. Then when Luke Rockhold went up... Uh, before he went up to um, light heavyweight last year, and he got knocked out by Jan Blakowicz by the exact same left hook, he got knocked out by a left hook right before then from Yoel Romero. Three three knockouts, exact same method. Left hook over the right hand. He drops his right hand during certain transitions. They slip. Left hook. He sleep every single time. Exact same method. Same process. Same punch. Same landing spot every single time. And tendencies like that are things that, especially as boxers, because you only got two weapons, your two hands. Right. So he knew that Santa Cruz would dip off to his right so he could throw that left hook, that left uppercut. And he threw it a couple times and it didn't land the way he wanted to. And then in that little punch when they were in the pocket, he slips off. And instead of throwing the uppercut to the body, he just hooks it in towards the chin and boom, he's out. Right. Which, I mean, it's a good read. It's a good read by Tank. To but, a degree, but right? But Santa it's like Cruz the left it Santa. open. Yeah, Santa Cruz is the one who left it open, and I feel like it's an adjustment, especially that they should have made when they saw that he kept throwing that uppercut. Yeah, like it's you had six, you had six out of twelve rounds. Wow, you saw you, he was throwing the uppercut. Exactly. Don't get you got hit with it before. Like when you get hit with a punch, at some point your body's got to be like, oh, like damn, right. that hurt. Like right. hold up, you have to you have to you make the adjustment because especially since you're winning the fight and you're the smaller dude, so you know you can't eat heavy shots. Right. Like Santa Cruz came up by what two three weight classes. Like you can't eat the heavier shots. But like, did you see the Crawford Brook fight? Yeah, that was rape. 
I'm sorry. That was right. Bro, Crawford, dude, he's so. Good. I mean, everyone's like, one, "Oh, is he your number one pound for pound?" I still think it's Canelo. Me too. I think Crawford's close second, but I still think it's Canelo. It's because Canelo just has a better. He resume. has a better resume, and he's fought bigger names. Exactly. He has and a he's heavier. He's okay. He's heavier. Better resume. Um, as, bigger names. And people say. And better. I wouldn't say better performances, but the the knockouts look better. I I just want to see. I want to see Crawford fight a non bum. Like face, but I mean, Kell Brook wasn't a bum. He's just not okay. the Kane Bo- Kell Brook. But Kell Brook isn't. He's not. He's not as good as he used to be. Like well, even to in the some promo. Degree. Well, I mean, like the Triple G fight that he lost. He was up. He just fought the dude that was way too big for him. Even though he swears he's way bigger than Crawford. And then when he lost the Errol Spence fight, it was a really close fight, and he just knew that he couldn't continue because his face was broken. Yeah, but I think it's, it's not like, like at, he the, got at the end of the day, though, Kell Brook isn't as good as he used to be. So, and and I mean, they people even say it. that, but I mean, he lost to Errol Spence four fights ago. Like, I mean, it's only been two, two, three years. I mean, he's aged, but he's only like a year or two older than Crawford. So it's not like he's washed out. Yeah, I just feel, but the thing is, he has a lot more mileage, mileage on him than because Craw- Crawford doesn't get hit as much as him. Yeah, exactly. But that's not necessarily. What I'm just what I'm trying to say is I don't like how people like discredit Crawford like oh well he slept him because he's already been knocked out before That's I don't want to di- I don't want to discredit Crawford I'm just saying like if you think about it like just Canelo has a way stronger resume like Canelo has fought stronger opponents than Kell Brook like compared like oh compared to Crawford yeah yeah but Crawford's performances are more flawless Cause yeah Cra- I just, I've never the only fight that I've seen Crawford struggle in was um. The last fight he had before Kell Brook. Yeah. The, the guy with the K, whatever his name is. Other than that, even against Gamboa, he didn't really struggle that bad. No. I want to I just I just want to see him put a big name on his resume. That's the but only I mean, thing I want to see. Will they let him fight them? Because he wants I mean, to. I mean, Bruce. The I fight mean, to make is face? Spence versus Crawford. Though. Yeah. Like, Thurman's uh, good. Porter's good. Pacquiao's great. But it's yeah. Spence. Well, it's Spence like Bob, Bob Arum. Bob Aram. Bob Aram's a pussy. I'm he's sorry, a he's a bitch, but he wants. Uh, but he's the one who wants that fight with Spence. He's the one who who's he calling knows that's going to make him big money. But yeah, exactly. I know Crawford wants that fight with Spence because he knows that's like that's a legacy fight. He, it's not. Yeah, like that's what he's he's not really worried about the bag anymore. He's trying to get, f- close out his legacy, legacy and then do. Exactly. And the thing is, is he doesn't have a legacy if he doesn't get that big fight. Well, he still has a legacy, but it'll be. Way I mean, better. yeah, he'll still be a Hall of Famer, but he will go from like that. Lennox, well, no, Lennox Lewis is a monster, but he'll go from like that. Um, I guess for Sir, he'll, he'll, he'll go, go from like that elite to like Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah, like level, like that yeah, Leonard, yeah, yeah, the Ali, the, yeah. the Tyson, the Holyfield, which are those are all mostly heavyweights, the Haglers, the Hearns. He'll go to the elite level of boxers where it's like, damn, this dude probably beat anybody. Yeah, uh, like this dude, like this dude could like rumble with the best at any point in time. Yeah, and the thing is, is he hasn't fought anybody. Like he hasn't fought a, a big name in the division. Like a, well, he hasn't fought a big name. He fought a big name in all the other divisions, but yeah. he hasn't fought a big name in this division. Yeah, that's all that's left. And then once he does, like he for me, for me, if he beats Spence, he's my number one pound for pound. But I mean, I think he beats Spence in under eight. No, yeah, I'm just saying. I just, I just need him to prove something because I, I think he still beats Spence. At the same time, I don't think he's gonna go into that fight thinking he has something to prove. But I think Spence will go into that fight thinking he has something to prove, which is why I think he'll beat him in eight. I mean, if he doesn't go into that fight thinking he has something to prove, that's probably going twelve rounds. It's like, I just, I think Spence, 
I just Spence isn't as good of a boxer as as, as Bud. It's he's more of a that. he's more of a brawler. Exactly. And when Bud brawls, it gets ugly because Bud he's not a big dude, but that dude can punch. His timing dude, is impeccable. Yeah. It's because people think people think the the heavier dude is a bigger puncher, but it's it's, it's the, the dude with the it's, it's the, the dude with the punches. Yeah, the one with the best physique. It's not even just the best physique. It's the one that lands the proper punches at the right time in the right spot. It's the one that doesn't, like, accidentally, like, randomly hit right. with, like, his palm or something or, like, miss hit, and instead of hitting the chin, he hits, like, the side of the head. It's the one that lands crisp right on the chin, snaps the head back, and now he's out cold. And Bud hits those. And, like, uh, but... The, he slept Brooke bad. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised he was still standing. That's what... I, know. I was like, damn, nigga, you got a chance. I mean, he's tough. Yeah, he's pretty... Uh, Brooke is tough. But that's what Crawford said. He was like, bro, this dude is not on the same level. He's tough. He's a big dude. That's fine. I got popping my punches. I'm going to show you what's up. Yeah, and people discredit his, people discredit Bud's power. He can hit, bro. Hard, especially can, at that weight class. He can fucking hit. So, I just... I mean, I think... I'm, like, I'm positive he beats Spence, but I just want to see... See it happen, yeah. And then once uh, once that happens, then yeah, I might might buy that pay per view. Probably still stream that, but I might buy it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, lately, they haven't. Been, they'll probably make it a pay per view because they haven't been doing pay per views lately. They can't. They're not gonna make any money off of it. Exactly, because it's not a big enough fight. I want to see, even though this is a month. Well, I want to see Joshua Fury because I think Joshua beats Fury. Oh. I think Joshua. Beats well, I want to see. I just that's gonna be a fucking great fight. That's I think. The it, I, I see think it. everyone because Joshua lost, they forgot how good he really is. Yeah. Because if you look at their resumes outside of Klitschko, Joshua's furious. Joshua's resume is so much better than Fury's, and people just discredit him for no reason almost. Like they just don't like the dude because he doesn't mess up. Like, right. That's what it feels like. Like he's too perfect. No, yeah, I mean, like, he's like a play. He's like the British playboy. So that's yeah, why nobody likes him. Yeah, and it's like I mean I'm not pretending that he's like the greatest heavyweight of all time, but at the same time the dude's a good boxer and he hits hard. Like don't hate on him just because he's not making dumb decisions. Yeah, and then on top of that, there's gonna be a lot of Americans that are salty because it's two British champions unifying the heavyweight. But it's like two I don't Brit- see why you're salty. Box. I would rather have them than Wilder. No, me. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there's there's, like there's some Americans who are salty about that because that's just how people yeah, are. Yeah, because they it's want weird. American heavyweight champs. It's kind of stupid. But he, I there hasn't been American boxers. heavyweight champs before Wilder in a long time. Yeah, I know. That's just how it is. There's a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. But it's I don't just even know a good American heavyweight. Oh well, Ruiz, but he's Mexican American, so yeah. even then, yeah, yeah that was. But, kind of, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a fluke, but it kind of felt like it. Kind of, it kind of was. I mean, he's a good, he's a really good boxer. It's, it's just he just. I feel like he was just satisfied after he came in. He what? was definitely satisfied. He w- he came in twenty pounds heavier than the first fight. Yeah, he still did an okay job in the second fight. And then at the end of the fight, where he's like, "Come on, let's fight," and it's like, "Nigga, why didn't you say it like round eight? eight. Yeah, like, why'd you wait till thirty seconds or ten right, seconds?" Obviously, around? he's not gonna face you in the center yeah. of the ring. Cause yeah, because he, he knows he's about to win the decision yeah. by like ten yeah. rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Who in their yeah. right minds like bet, bro, for the fans? Like, yeah, no, I'm taking this bag, taking my belts, and I'm dipping. Yeah, because it's just like, like he was just so satisfied that he had already won the champion. He had his little parade. He was happy about and it, and he called Joshua at the best time. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not saying that he couldn't beat Joshua if it was 50-50 or if it was, like, even money or, like, it was, like, they actually prepared for each other properly. But he caught Joshua at the best time. And then even if – really, if you pay attention to the lead-up in the fight, Joshua was not That's himself. what I'm saying. He was, like, he wanted to beat the brakes off of Miller. 
he was mad at me. He wanted to kill Miller. And so when Miller drugged, he tested hot and he got pulled out. Joshua was just like, he had that, like, that kind of like when a drug addict has withdrawal. He's like, what do I do now? Like, yeah, all this and energy now, and now that I had face, is just now, wasted. Yeah, and I have to face this fat, chubby Mexican. Yeah, kid. and then he's like, and now I feel like what it was is he was facing so like, he was so nervous because he's like, he thought it was a gimme fight. Yeah, he's like, I should beat this dude, but. Why? Why do I feel like I'm not gonna beat him? Like you could, t- that's how he was feeling. Like, well, I that was how he was feeling after that third round, because the first three rounds he was beating the hell out. Of yeah, Ruiz. yeah, yeah. And but, people forget that he was beating the sh- out of Ruiz. he was messing Ruiz up, knocked him down, and it was like that knockdown was nasty. Like Ruiz's hand was folded behind his back, and his head snapped, right. and it was bad. But then when when Ruiz started landing, you could see like Joshua was like, "Fuck!" Like, like why are you fighting back, nigga? Go to sleep. Yeah, what are you doing? yeah. And he, he wasn't. Was just like, he wasn't. He wasn't ready for a fight. He was ready for a contest. Yeah, there's a difference. Or he was ready for an, an exhibition, basically. Yeah, he was ready for and, Jones Tyson. And he and he <laughs> even said it in, a, in an interview. He people said this, people. He said it in an interview. He said people think this is a no pressure fight, but in reality, I feel a lot of pressure because this is a fight that everybody thinks I should win. So that's where the pressure is coming from. People think uh, the pressure comes when oh, it's like an evenly matched. Like he's like, no, I feel pressure because everybody thinks I should win. And, and I don't there's know a, it's heavyweight boxing. There's a yeah. chance that you can go to sleep. You could win light wilder all the time. You could win 11 out of 12 rounds and put some, get put to sleep in the 12th round. Yeah, fucking and that's all that works. I, hate Wilder. It's, I don't like shit's Wilder. so lame. I really don't like Wilder. Yeah, it's because it's like it's a, it's a boring box. It's the 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 racer. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, the he, ultimate racer. Yeah. You think you should fight Ruiz? Wilder and Ruiz? I think Ruiz beats Wilder. Yeah, I want to see that. I think that's a good fight though. I think Ruiz beats Wilder really easily. Really? He's a better boxer. Yeah, but... And the thing with Ruiz is racer. it's really hard to sleep Ruiz because he's got all that body fat. He's got a really thick neck. So if you don't catch him real clean, he's not going anywhere. There's a reason he's never even been finished. The close, He never would not... That was the first time he ever got knocked down. And I think that was the first time he's ever got knocked down professional or amateur. Wow, I didn't even know that. I just, but I think I, I still think it's a. He's still I, never been knocked down. He's only been knocked down once. I think he still needs a. Uh, I, but Ruiz. I think it's a good fight though for Ruiz because that puts him right back in the picture for. Yeah, him. I whoever Wilder fights, like I hope whoever Wilder fights next knocks the, his head off. If I'm you think sorry. about it though, that's the fight to make for Ruiz, because if he still wants to be a champ, that's the fight to make. Wilder's almost out the game due to his age anyway. But that's still a, he's the, he's the he was a WC he was the WBC champ. champion a fight ago. You know what I mean? Like that's just simply the well, fight I mean, to make. Realistically, he was WBC champion two fights ago. If we're speaking like if you're an actual boxing fan, but if we're speaking technically, then we like you know yeah, like that draw was not a draw. But yeah, cap it's fun, but it's so the fight. He lost that fight. Like what better fight is there to make for Ruiz? Is what Ruiz, um, is my point? Luis Ortiz. You think so? I mean, possibly. I think no. I, I feel I, like it'd be a fun Latino fight. But I think it's a better fight for Ruiz because I'm like not I said, saying he shouldn't fight Wilder. What just, I think is you put Wilder with, even though I think he prefer the belt or he wants the belt, I think you put Wilder with um, Dillian White. That's the fight to make. Dillian White hates Wilder. That is for sure the fight to make. I think you just don't want to put Ruiz with someone like like Alexander Usyk. Yeah. Because Usyk uh, is just going to touch him up from outside like Joshua did in that second fight and just win the decision. Usyk's good. Well, he's he's good, but he doesn't have power. 
Right. So I feel like when he fights Joshua or Fury, he's going to sleep. Yeah, but but like but he, it's funny because he'll probably beat a Ruiz in a while there because he's so technical from the outside. He's so long, but yeah. Joshua is also really big too, like in terms of length. Length. So yeah. he'll just match him in length, and it'll just be power versus power boxing prowess. And if Joshua lands a few hits on Usyk, he's a smaller man. He's going. He's gonna yeah. eventually go down. Yeah. It might be a late stoppage, so I'll say maybe like an eighth, tenth round stoppage, but I don't think it goes to I feel like, speaking about this, though, I feel like this is the only pro to boxing is because they don't match make the best fights, so there's so much speculation that you can have about the best fights now. Well, that's the only way, reason it's interesting. Like, yeah. the UFC is more interesting to boxing to me outside of just the combat aspect because the best fight the best. Yeah, like... Like, Holloway, have you seen Holloway versus Cater? No, I haven't. That's in January. Oh, well, like, have I seen that it happened? I was no, like, it's gonna happen. Right, that, yeah, I was Dude, like... that is the... F- Whoa, bro, when I saw that announced, I almost nutted. I was like, oh my God, yeah. Joshua versus... I'm not Joshua. Holloway, Max Holloway versus, versus Cater. Calvin Cater. That's, that's gonna be pure... Bo- that's like... A oh fight. my God. Poir- uh, you, what, Poirier versus McGregor. Is- I think that goes less than two rounds. McGregor sleeps him. Really? I still think it's a fucking great fight, though. I don't think it's a great fight. I think people forget... It- how good Connor really is. But I think you forget on how good Poirier really is. You can say that, but if you watch the Max Holloway versus Poirier fight, the only reason he won that fight is because he's the bigger dude. If if Holloway and Poirier were the same size, Holloway would have had Poirier sleeped inside three rounds. That's facts. The only reason, like legitimately, and I don't mean this to discredit Poirier because Poirier's a monster, but the only reason he won that fight is because he's naturally the bigger dude. Because if Holloway was a stronger puncher, Poirier would, he still almost got slept in the third round. He would have been out cold. If that was like, like if Poirier and Justin Gaethje fight again, Gaethje wins for me. Gaethje is really good. But I just, I don't know. I feel like, I think Poirier was a good fight. Connor, Connor more than likely is going to wait because he's really good. Connor's going to sleep that nigga, bro. Watch. <laughs> I can't wait. He's going to sleep him. And he's going to be like, how could y'all forget? Like, I, I just forget. I can't find I it. Think so Connor Gaethje, I think probably Connor Gaethje. Connor sleeps Gaethje, too. You think Connor sleeps Gaethje? Quick. Quick? Yeah, Gaethje likes to dive in. Yeah, Gaethje does. Remember Connor v. Aldo. Gaethje is like the Aldo. Of the the lightweight, but he's a lot more. But he's a lot more. He hits harder now. than Aldo, though. Than is, Jose Aldo. Is he more technical than Jose Aldo? Are you asking? Is that your yeah? Question? No, I mean, okay, look, but Jose Aldo dived in. Jose Aldo dived in really early in that fight. Gaethje's not gonna do that. Nah, Gaethje's not that early. for sure gonna not that early. He's gonna do. It doesn't matter. Like like what you call it. Um, like they always say about Messi and cutting inside. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. But no, but he's a lot more technical than he was back when he fought. Um, but that was like four fights ago. But he's still a lot more technical. The, the, the okay, ter- um, okay. Let me let me ask you this then. Take Gaethje that fought Ferguson, because everyone's saying that based on the Ferguson fight. Take Gaethje that fought Ferguson, and then you take Gaethje, and and then you take Connor that fought Alvarez from 2016 when he won the second belt. Can you remember that fight? Who wins that fight? Probably Connor. That's my point. All right, but and Connor is better now. I mean, the, their least, their most common opponent of recency is Cowboy. Right. And it took nearly a whole. It took two rounds for Gaethje to even hurt Cowboy, and then he slept him in the second. But round. the thing is, Connor Connor faced Cowboy when Cowboy had more mileage on him. 
already. Slightly. That was two fights away. I mean, Gaethje just beat him two fights Well, the thing though. is, I mean, his chin, deteriorate, his chin deteriorates every Cowboy, fight, though. He also fought Cowboy 15 pounds heavier, which means he didn't have to cut weight, which means he had more of a chin. That's true. So, I mean, it's a, like fighting math is difficult. But skill for skill, first and foremost, I think Conor... Then again, Connor has to cut weight this time around too. What one fifty five? But he's naturally a one fifty five. He's not a one seventy pounder. That's true. I think like I think Connor versus Masvidal is a good fight. Masvidal's a little big, but he's not like bigger than Nate. Well, he is a little bigger. Yeah, that's Nate. a fight that I probably isn't going to happen. Bigger though. than I thought he was though. Like when he fought Usman, I was like, "Yo, nigga's big." Like he's, he's big. He's big. But he didn't like, train at he all. He was yeah. He wasn't in the shape that he should have been in. And I think if he was at full shape, he probably would have won that fight. He probably beats him. It's just it's kind of boring just because uh, Usman, he's like the real, Usman Covington fight, that shit was a good. I fight. still found it boring because it looked like. Like, there's a difference between Nate versus Connor and Usman versus Covington. You know what I mean? Oh, there's yeah. A di- there's a difference between two really good strikers versus two wrestlers that are barely striking. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what I saw it as. Because, like, when yeah. you watch, like, Poirier versus Holloway was a really good fight. Gastelum versus my favorite fighter, Adesanya, was a really good fight. And then you watch that, and you're kind of like, I think, I think it was so good. It's because it's an evenly matched fight. Like, yeah. especially the jabbing battles. Yeah. Like, where they just f- started fucking jabbing at each other. Like, I was like, like, well, shit. It's just. But like, that's a good. I, I find it hilarious because it was like, that's like the wrestler go to jab and then over. Yeah. I just feel like it's because the thing is, at the same time, you also have to pay attention to the fact that kind of uh, it's the evenly skilled matchup. So, like, obviously, especially at the lower levels, too. At the lower levels, like in the prelims. Those fights are good, not because of their skill, because obviously they're not as skilled as the main event. Well, we don't know that. They just don't have the opportunity to prove their worth. Some people are really good at stepping up to the plate. Yeah, but they're new at the same time. Like, Would you really take somebody from the prelims to fight, like, let's say from the past card. Let's say Alex Perez had pulled out. Would you really take a flyweight from the prelims to fight Davison Figueredo? No. Fuck no. Exactly. That's what I mean. But at the same time, a prelim feather flyweight probably could have beaten Davison. That fight was terrible for me. That that I stayed up all night just to get disappointed. That fight pissed me off. Yeah, I, I knew Figueroa was. I would. I mean, I thought. I thought. I honestly thought Perez could win, but it just happened too fast. Figueroa is a uh, is head and shoulders above everybody in that division. Mm, Brandon Moreno could beat him. I don't think he will, but I'm I think he to... can. The one guy that I think would have beaten him just mm-hmm. lost. Because I think Roy Val would have messed Figueredo up. Really? Because he doesn't hit hard, but he's so weird, and his chin is so crazy. Like, he can take a punch and just keep going. He's kind of like yeah. Nate Diaz. Styles make fights. Roy Val's so. like Nate Diaz. And if Figueredo can't put you to sleep, Roy Val's probably got the better jiu-jitsu. Roy then Val. figure it. Roy Val's a jiu-jitsu dude. So is Figueredo. Figueredo's from Brazil. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's better at jiu-jitsu. Roy Val is literally a jiu-jitsu guy that's learning striking. Well, I don't know. They, I that's think like saying that Usman's going to beat Burns in jiu-jitsu. That's crazy. No, because with that Usman's going to beat Burns in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah, right. No, he's not. Exactly. But, U- but Usman's not from uh, Usman's Nigeria. Yeah, but just because you're Brazilian doesn't mean you're good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, uh, yeah he kind of, kind of has been practicing jiu-jitsu like, his entire life. Kind Who, of. Figueiredo? Yeah. Possibly, but that's not a guarantee. We don't know if he's coming from a striking background or Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. I think I think he's from a, a BJJ background. And then but just because you've been practicing your whole life doesn't mean you're better than someone else. Like, Connor's jiu-jitsu is underrated. Oh, uh, yeah. Super true. underrated. It's because he doesn't ever get to show it. 
Just because he doesn't need to. Yeah. Adesanya's jujitsu is underrated. But that's he doesn't he ever never, have to show it. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to because he's going to put you to sleep. Exactly. In. That Costa versus Adesanya fight had me so... I've watched that like 10 times. Because it was like he was, was talking so all impressive. this trash. It yeah. Was so fucking it impressive. was so impressive about how calm, collected, and how even though he was upset, he just... just I'm just going to take an ounce from it's me. It's just crazy how he has like fucking huge ass dudes. Like these dudes... Like it's crazy how these motherfuckers get down to 185. They're fucking enormous. And then he's all small and slim, it's and then, he just and puts just, them to sleep. They're shoving at him, and then he puts them to sleep. Like, it's yeah, insane. Like when he knocked out Whitaker, I was like, especially when he knocked him out twice. But <laughs> when right. he knocked him out at the end of the first round, I was like, bro, that just came out of nowhere. Right. It's just patience and persistence. Just wait, wait, boom. And then I thought the fight was over, and then they called it to the second round. I was like, oh, yeah. this fight's over. I'm going to watch it to see how and it ends. But and he still done. fucked him up near the end. Again, same punch, too. Boom, one with the yeah. left. No, one with the right, and then he came up with the left hook, and then Whitaker's like. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking good, And bro. then he didn't even land clean it, on Colston. Yeah, he put it, him down. Yeah, and it's absurd to me how people started sleeping on Izzy. After that Romero fight, people were like, oh, he's so... And then so, everyone was like, oh, he's so trash. He's, he's so scared. trash. He's so overrated. He's so overhyped. He's so boring. And he's scared. I'm like, how did y'all... Yeah, he's scared. How, like, how did y'all forget so fucking quickly what he's been doing the entire the time he's been in the UFC? And then everyone like, was like, that Gastelum fight was too close, and he almost got slept. The two times he got punched, he was out of position and in balance. The first time he knocked Gastelum down, Gastelum was in balance. The next few times he knocked Gaslam down, he was knocking him yeah. down. Those were real, real knockdowns. Like, and especially technically, in the fifth? Izzy never went down. He, That's like, true. he landed on the cage yeah. and got up. And then, uh, especially like in the fifth round, especially too, when like Gaslam's legs were just giving. Like, they were just, he just gone. Got yeah, touched too much. Exactly. And, like, Izzy's just. He, it's crazy. The, the middleweight division is kind of weird because. It's stacked, but it's Yeah, nice. but because Whitaker. It's at the same time. Yeah, because Whitaker. Is better than everybody better else. than everybody else, but Izzy's better than Whitaker. And then you have people like Jack Hermanson, who's good, but he's not good enough to beat everybody else. Yeah. Then you got Darren Till, who's good, but he's not good enough to beat Whitaker. Yeah. Well, exactly. he might beat him in the second round if his knees fixed, but I don't know. And it's like Till versus Adesanya would be a good fight, but I still pick Adesanya. Oh hell yeah! Has and then people that think that John Jones is gonna walk through Adesanya, he's bigger. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to walk through him. Because right. if you can't get him down, John Jones in no way, shape, or form beats Adesanya in a stand-up fight. He knows that. Like, there's no way in hell that they stand for five, five rounds. First, there's no way that they stand for five rounds. And then, and then there's <laughs> no way that John's winning the fight. Like, he's out in the, inside three. Right. Like, he just doesn't have the skill level to beat Adesanya. He's not going to be able to look through the traps. Yeah, but if somehow... If somehow... John gets him down though I think that's I mean We don't know how good Izzy is on the ground But John's a lot stronger Than Izzy Exactly But that's, that's strength scary. At the same time Strength isn't always The only way to get out Of the ground Because Jiu Jitsu Is not about strength It's about technique Right So the same way That Adesanya Just threw Gaslam In a triangle If he just like Quickly throws Like if John Jones Is just so angry That he doesn't like Process things properly He gets caught in a triangle And then he taps Whoa. Or he goes to sleep right. Kind of like Chael Sonnen Against Anderson Silva At the end of that fight <laughs> Fucking Chael Sonnen Chael Sonnen I feel so bad for bro, him Chael He deserved my, to be a champion Bro he's my favorite Fucking He's my favorite MMA fighter Like ever bro He's my favorite trash talk I like his trash talk Better than I like uh, Connors That shit is fucking Connors hilarious. is funny though Connors is just really witty 
Yeah, but it's because Chael... Chael's is all methodical really and pre-thought sarc- out. And it's sarcastic, too. Yeah, but I it's, like Connor's because he's just, like, witty. His is on the spot. He's just an intelligent dude. He knows how to come up with jokes on the spot. Yeah, but, uh, like, Chael is just very... It's, like, very sarcastic, and I fucking love sarcasm. Like, his trash talk is fucking... Have you seen how he trash talk Vandalay Silva? Yeah, Vandalay Silva, you absolutely freaking suck. Dude, he, he said... He said uh, listen, Vandalay, I will do a home invasion on you. I will break into your house in the middle of the night using my night vision goggles that I got on the back of a magazine and walk in on you and the uh, uh, the Nogina brothers practicing. Nogera brothers. The yeah. Nogera brothers practicing on your jujitsu in the bed. I'll, I'll snap a pic and post that shit to um, <laughs> Brazilians like for MMA, some shit like that. Yo, like, did this you motherfucker. See that one interview where he started flirting with the lady. No, I did. She didn't. asked him a question and he was like, mm, "What'd you say, pumpkin?" And he started <laughs> flirting with her like mid. It was in the middle of a press conference. It was hilarious. Yeah, that motherfucker is witty too. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's pretty fucking funny, man. I, like he's my favorite. He's my. Fa- he deserved to be a champion, in he my did. opinion. It's unfortunate that he didn't get the belt. Yeah, but Silva, Silva was just crazy. And then, uh, speaking of Silva and Yo, like Figueroa messed up I don't Benavidez, think he does though. Oh fuck yeah! Benavidez I don't know why. I just keep watching like the way he slept in the last time, the way his neck was. Oh God! It's because Benavidez. And then Megan O'Leary had to sit there and watch her husband just get. That's Megan oh, O'Leary's husband? So, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's married to Justin Benavides. Oh, my God. And she had to watch him get slept. She had to watch his ass get slept. <laughs> and, yeah, she was talking about it because she was like, she wanted to congratulate Figueredo, but at the same time, she just watched her husband's dreams get fucking literally just get shit snapped on. from his uh, neck. This man has been fighting to get a title forever. Ever. And he could never get yeah. over Demetrius yeah, Johnson. DJ. And then and he, beat Cej- he beat Cejudo by split the shizm, but then lo- fell behind Cejudo because I think he lost a fight or something. Yeah. And then Cejudo beats BJ or DJ, and so then Cejudo goes up to 35 and wins the 30. So I think Cejudo dominates Figueredo because Cejudo hits Cejudo hard is, for a 125. Bro, Cejudo is good as fuck. Cejudo's a monster. Cejudo is so <laughs> fucking good. Like people, people don't. People don't, don't how good he is. It's because he he's so he's like people hate his uh his uh his character, his demeanor and stuff. But his character was only because he knew that if people hated him, they would watch. The they would watch his fight. Kind of like Kobe Covington. Exactly. And but Cejudo's a monster. He's so fucking good. He's and so I think dominant. I think I feel like the stoppage against Dominic Cruz. I feel like it was, was early. Not, I don't think it was that early because I think what happened was. It was one of those situations like Poirier versus McGregor, when McGregor hit him so many times that he woke back up. Right. Because Cruz looked out to me, and then and he then started he getting back, back up, up again. And like I feel, I know, like, like the okay. TJ stop I'm wasn't not, that early. I wouldn't for say. Me I either. wouldn't say. I'm, oh, the TJ one. No, hell no. The TJ one was good. Everyone kept saying he was good. Like it was early. I was like, you fell like four times. No, in the TJ. 13 no, seconds. the TJ one. That one was. Good. He's literally on the ground. Like, and he got up, got knocked stuff. down on the ground again. Got up, got knocked down again, yeah, and, and, and then, then he's like gripping his leg, but he's just holding his head. He's not progressing. Yeah, he's just holding his head. And then he's gonna get stopped. And then, then when he like, stopped he stop? getting punched, he got up, and it was like, "I'm not done yet." It's yeah, like you cheated dude, anyway, nigga. dude. Yeah, <laughs> he cheated. First of all, he cheated, and then second of all, like, dude, it like, was a fair stoppage. Yeah, like you're not you're not doing anything. You're just getting fucking hit, so you're gonna get stopped. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether you're out cold. But you have to I mean, the ref could have left it for a few more shots, but I mean, it's not gonna change the outcome. outcome. It's yeah. just more brain damage. But it's like the against Dominic. I like I'm not mad at the stoppage. Like I get where the stoppage came from, the re- but even at, had the ref let it go, I think his Cejudo still wins the fight. Yeah, I think even if Dominic survives, Cejudo wins the fight. Yeah, he's just Cejudo's, so he's just so fucking like, good. When he like was getting touched up in the legs by Marais, and he said, "You know what? 
Forget the technical stuff, bro. Let's just let's yeah. just box, bro. Like, come here. Let's just box. He just walked up in his face. And he's like, let's go, run it. <laughs> and, and he just starts like and he just out- tie clinch and yeah. knees and just starts out punch, just out box, out fought him. Yeah, he just wanted it more. And it's just like he's so heavily slept on because of his attitude and because, and because of his, of his size. size. And people, I don't think it's just. I, I just pe- think it's because he's small. Yeah, and then. And then, do you think he lost to DJ? Or you think he actually beat DJ? People Wait, are talking about the last fight. Are you talking about the one he won? I'm talking, yeah, when he beat DJ for the title. I've watched it twice, and I still don't know. I mean, it just depends on who you think. I just, it's just personal preference. I personally believe that he beat DJ. Like I, I would know. I, I, mean, I, I could, think it could have gone either way. I think way. all five rounds could have gone either way. It's they like, were all. That was like that's one of the closest fights I've ever but seen. But I don't see how you could say that DJ got robbed because DJ well, did not get robbed. No, he didn't. I mean, you could say it. I don't think you could say he got robbed. I just think it's personal preference because robbed would mean that DJ won like three or four rounds and still they just didn't lose. call his No, way, yeah, that's not. It how wasn't it was. like clear rounds. It was rather that he would just happen to not win. Right. But like John Joe's Dominic Reyes, Reyes won that fight. Yeah, fuck like yeah. I was literally watching fuck it. Yeah. I was watching it with my little brother and my girlfriend, neither of which watched and like my girlfriend doesn't watch MMA at all. Right. My brother barely watches it. Right. And they both knew that Dominic Reyes won the first three rounds. Right. And people are like championship rounds way more. It's still three two. Yeah. Like, that's what I hate that. Can you shit. not count? I hate I I hate the idea that um the championship rounds are giving more are given more importance in the first three rounds. First and foremost, that doesn't even matter because the score is still three, three two, two. So you still lost. Right. And it's just like he it's the score is three two. He won the first three rounds. Either way though, in my opinion, like um especially if you're the challenger in the fifth round you have to go out there and take it if you have any gas. I mean left. he didn't have any gas left. You could tell he didn't have any gas. That is and true. to me, as a challenger, you won the first three rounds against the best of all time. And you That's lost true. the last two, and they're going to give the fight. And people are like, oh, well, the second round was close. It wasn't that close. It was obvious that Reyes won the first round. It was obvious that, that he won, won the, the third second. round. To me, it was real obvious that he won the second because John Jones did do damage. But Which round Reyes was the one? I thought he knocked him, out, uh, knocked him down in the second round. He knocked him down in one he of the two rounds. He knocked him around in one of the rounds, but it was a punch to the chest. It wasn't really like he chinned him or nothing like that. But a knockdown it's still, still a knockdown, knockdown. But they're not going to count it as a 10-8. Obvi- oh yeah, no. It's hard not. to get ten eights in the MMA. Yeah, it is really hard to get ten eights in because you can get knocked down and get back up and keep fighting. Fighting and then it's not. It still won't be a ten eight. But I just feel like it's a kind of a like it's. It was pretty obvious that he won. I forgot. It was to me. It was obvious that he round one rounds one and two. I think two of the judges gave him round three, and then another one gave him round one. And I was like, what? How do you give him round, round one? one. That yeah, doesn't make any sense. Exactly. What I think is we have an incompetence of judges, A, and B, Dominic Reyes should have been the light heavyweight champion. Yeah, and, and then John it's kind of unfortunate. I felt really bad for him when he lost to Jan. I did, but I feel at the same time that he came in too arrogant. That is true. I think Izzy beat the hell out of Jan, though. I don't even you think, think that's so? a fight. Because Jan is too He's, he's too, too uh, Neanderthal, slow. He's, he's slow. very he's a Izzy brawler. Would be, it would be like Tiago Santos versus Jan, but with less power. Yeah. And so he's just going to touch him up and touch him up till he sleeps him. Yeah. How do you feel about the light heavyweight situation? Because it, it becomes a complicated situation with, like, because Tiago Santos. I think. I mean, the Glover just beat. In all honesty, I think they should run Izzy versus Whitaker 2 and give Teixeira his title fight. It's because Teixeira, he doesn't have any, like, dude. It's like, he's this if is he his last run. If he was, like, 38, I'd been like, let him wait. But he's 41. Yeah. Just let him like, get his title. Let him, let him. And. Or just let Izzy fight 
let, let Izzy fight Tiago Santos or something. Fight a top him, contender at 205. And then let him fight John Jones later. It's because I feel like what they wanted to do was him get... Let the, him win the 205 and let, let John come back. Yeah. They already said John's not going to come back to 205. He's going to stay at heavyweight. So Izzy's going to have to fight him at heavyweight anyway. So what you could do is... Izzy's going to get fucked up at heavyweight, though. What, with John? He's, at heavyweight? I mean, he's boxed at heavyweight. I know boxing and MMA are different. Yeah, but, I don't know. I feel like he gets fucked at, up. He's kickboxed at heavyweight. Right. And he's won kickboxing tournaments at heavyweight against top contenders. <sighs> I'm not saying that that means he's going to be John Jones, but I, it's, it's, John it's Jones definitely that, in John Jones' yeah. favor. But I just think Izzy is Izzy at 205 is too fast for John. Yeah. Izzy at heavyweight, heavyweight. is way too it's, fast for John. So if he can stay light on his feet and stay on his, if he stays on his feet, he is putting John to sleep. No, but it's because Izzy, is, but Izzy puts on so much weight. He's he, not gonna put on weight though. He's not even putting on weight to go at two hundred five. He's just not gonna cut. Like Izzy he, cuts weight, he just doesn't cut a lot of weight. He doesn't cut a lot of. He's gonna have to put it's on like a bit Conor of weight at one fifty five. He's gonna have to put on a bit of weight though to get to on. To me, Izzy at Izzy at heavyweight is basically Connor at one seventy. Where he's not as powerful because the guys are bigger, but he's still... He has sound. to beef up, though. Cause to, he, to get the heavyweight? Yeah. No, all he has to do is weigh more than 205 pounds. Yeah, but to actually, like, compete, though, it's because it's kind of difficult. He's not going to fight heavyweight contenders. He's just fighting John Jones. John Jones is slow at... He's not slow, but he's not that fast at 205. Yeah, no, he's not fast. So, just imagine how fast Izzy is, but at two... With John at 240 pounds... Because it'll probably come in at like two. John's uh, no matter where they fight. John's gonna outweigh him it's by at the, least twenty. The thing is too though, if if Izzy comes in that light, like let's say two ten, two fifteen. No, he'll probably be like two hundred five, two ten. That's what I'm saying. If he comes in that light, There's then all you have to do is that. put him in a tight clinch. What? Ooh, John put him in a tight clinch. Yeah. Can he get Izzy in a tight clinch? I don't. I mean, I think he can. It's easier than taking Izzy down. Look at uh, look at um. Costa Costa put him in a tight clinch. Who is he? Yeah, and he broke out of it instantly. Oh yeah, well yeah, but that's different. I'm though. not John, saying because that's they're, they're not, at the same weight though. But Costa's at least he was at least two hundred plus in that fight. Like Yo Romero and Costa solid weigh like two fifteen. Right when they when and he fought both of them with relative ease. I mean, the Urera fight wasn't great, but he still fought him with relative ease. Right. I just Whitaker's know. around 200 pounds. But I still feel like... I think we'll get our answers when he fights Young. Yeah. We'll I, it's because yeah, John is going to be like around what? He's going to be like 240. He's going to be 240. Right. Izzy's going to be 210. Max 210. Max. Yeah. If he puts him in a tight clinch... But if Izzy gains weight, his body's going to be different from the way he trains. Yeah, and that's the, but waiting that much weight is against Izzy because he just slows down. But see, Izzy's main goal and the main reason he wants to fight John Jones, his coach Eugene Bearman was talking about it the other day. Is the only problem that is Adesanya has ever had in his life, his uh, decision losses in kickboxing, and his one knockout to uh, uh, Alex Pereja is size. He's always been the technically better skill. But he lost because of size. Like, if you, I can show you a video of Per. And was he the bigger guy. one or the smaller He's one? He's the smaller guy. And he lost because of size. So he wants to prove that he can win despite size with skill. Right. Which is why he's working on his BJJ. Like, right now, he's in the States, and he doesn't leave till like, December or something. He's stuck in the States, so all he's doing is just drilling BJJ every day. 
But I'm I'm just saying though, like it's cause it the, the that's thirty pounds extra on a Tyklins, that's a lot. That's a lot, but if he breaks out of it, that's a lot of gas that John just burned. And that's you could say that's a lot of gas that Izzy just burned, but he's used to burning that gas at that. So weight. it just becomes an if of whether he gets out of the tight clinch or not. It's just well, I think it's an it's a two ifs. It's can Izzy stand up, and can is and can John get him down? Those are the two possibilities. Because if they stay standing, John's at a huge disadvantage, and if they go to the ground, Izzy is presumably due to strength at a huge disadvantage. So it's I all just. I think if you if it's two ten versus two forty, I think he's fucked if they go to the ground. Yeah, but if they're standing, he's messing John Jones up, Probably. dude. Yo, when he kicked Costa and cut him, he kicked him and cut him. It's because I just he'd be a lot faster than him. Um, he's a lot faster, and if he stays if he stays moving and just touches him up, he's gonna put him to sleep. Probably. Like you can only take so many punches, and John Jones has great defense. But he's not defending against people as fast as Adesanya. John Jones has always had problems with people like Gustafson and Reyes because they were athletic, or DC because he's he's able to get in and hit John before right. he can react. Because John Jones is not that fast. He had problems with Tiago Santos because Santos was too quick. Yeah. So just imagine Adesanya, who's faster than all those dudes. Nah, bro. Come on. If they stay on the stand, they stay on the feet. They stay on the feet. I think John's out inside four. I'm just rounds. saying it's hard to stay out of a tie clinch when he's 30 pounds heavier than you. So, say for instance, instead of like trying to avoid the tie clinch, when he goes to initiate it, you reverse it. You put him in tie clinch. He's gonna want to break away. Right. Make sense. Yeah. Instead yeah, yeah. of instead of. Basically, what I'm saying is try and use, like, a bit of reverse psychology. Instead of letting John just rush in and go for a takedown, as soon as he level changes, you change with him. Counteract it. And right. I don't mean, like, just try and defend the takedown. Like, also try and take him down. And if you get him down, don't stay long enough for him to capitalize, uh, capitalize. on it. Okay. Just yeah. either, if you can't advance position and go for a submission, immediately just stand up. That's fair. I'll give you Cause that Because if one. that was me, that's what I would do. Right. I would use intelligence. Just use his own force. Use his own momentum against him. Do like like a hip toss, kind of like um, Valentina Shevchenko loves right. to do. That little clinch hip toss. Put him on the ground. And then if I know I'm like, okay, you got too much energy. Just get up. Right. Because right. if he stays down too long, John's going to beat the hell I'll out of him. I'll give you that. Because that's what DC said. He said, skillfully, Izzy can beat John, but John's really big. Yeah, I mean, obviously John's massive. He's like NFL. He's size. fucking huge. Yeah, he is huge. I mean, that's the reason John Jones is so great is because he's skillful, but he's also really big. Because if he wasn't as big, he, he probably would have lost. It. He yeah. would have been out. By he would have been out by now. Yeah, facts. He's lost a few fights though. Like Tiago Santos, if he didn't injure his knees, he would have beaten John Jones. Yeah, and, and Reyes, Reyes beat John. He one hundred percent beat John yeah. Jones. And anyone who disputes that, I mean, it was close. But for me, you can't clearly see Reyes win three rounds and say because it was close, you could see why John won. That doesn't make sense. Right. You yeah. can't. You. That's just that's contradicting yourself. Yeah. But uh, I think we've already been at it for almost three hours, so I think we're. Are you go for real? It. Yeah, it's already one forty-five. Yo, we've been talking for a minute. Yeah, and it's and I'm fucking dying right now. It's I so know it's hot. really hot. I'm wearing so, all black. I'm yeah. already dark. So. So. I gotta change a shirt though. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So thank you for joining me. Uh, well, thank All you for right, joining each other. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Check us out on Spotify, um, no, Apple Podcasts, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Google Podcasts, Listen Check us out on all the podcast platforms. Uh, check out Buzzsprout. 
Yeah, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, Anchor, um, Peace, Love, and Happiness. Yeah. So this, this was David Talks A Lot and Jamaica Me Mad. So we'll see you. Thank you all for tuning in.